0: What is Gucci Manucci's? Welcome to the Half Court Podcast. And before we get this episode started, let's talk about our beautiful sponsors. Today's episode is brought to you by Supreme Barbering. Shout out to Supreme Barbering. This is the second episode they sponsor. And when I tell you, man, you got to go and check them out, it's because you got to. You know what I'm saying? They're located in Midtown. You can count on six licensed barbers ready to boost up your confidence. And man, when I tell you they're going to get you right, They are going to get you right. Remember, Supreme Barbering in Midtown. Tell them the Half Court Podcast sent you, and you will not regret it. Boom. One more thing before we get this episode rolling. The Half Court Podcast just became an affiliate with Amazon, which means that if you click on the Amazon links in the description down below and you purchase something, that gives us a small commission, which helps and support us to keep bringing the content that you guys love. Now, if also you're looking to start your own podcast, we list equipment that we use to make this podcast happen. Now, if you are a person that enjoys our episodes and are not looking to buy podcast equipment, but you still buy on Amazon by clicking on that link, it might direct you to a camera, but you can just search up, Let's say dog food, if you're looking for dog food and you buy the dog food using that link, we still get a commission on that. So at the end of the day, it's still going to help us keep providing the content you guys love and we can keep growing, and keep getting better. And yeah, it's just the simple things. Stay on the lookout also for the half court store website where we're going to be selling our merch, anything from tank tops, shirts, crop tops, coffee mugs, phone cases. And we're just going to keep getting better. Remember, at the end of the day, it is just a system for you guys to support us, so you guys buy a shirt, buy a mug that's just supporting us to keep getting better and better and better, so uh, we appreciate the love once again, we appreciate the support, and without further ado, let's just jump into this episode because I've been talking too much it It is reborn, man. I- i'm just gonna say it, it's just reborn man this what is-, is gucci Manucci's? welcome to the half court podcast to everybody that's been listening or watching our podcast big shout out to you guys all right ladies and gentlemen we are live what is gucci Manucci's? welcome to the half court podcast you already know darwin in the building we got av behind the cameras and today We got DJ Red-Handed. Welcome to the podcast, brother. What's going on, sir? Hey, man. Blessed to be alive. Blessed to be here, you know, in these tough times. So, yeah, Mm -hmm. man. Kind of introduce yourself, which we already did, but just tell the people what you do, what you did, and just just go from there, man.
1: I'm a DJ first. Started as a DJ a long time ago, and I'm still doing that today. Um, I've done many things in the business besides DJing, but that was always the... The foundation. Everything came from DJing from the Bronx, New York. Born and raised, uh, been in OKC now fourteen years. Building out here in Oklahoma, making connections, loving life.
0: Yes. Okay. So from the Bronx. Yes, sir. Not Brooklyn. I was all faded. Hey, man, we was. Uh, we was faded at the club, and maybe <laughs> just kept saying Brooklyn for some reason. But that was fun times, fun times, man. Yes, uh, sir. So kind of take us back, brother. Like, take us back to that time in New York. What year was this?
1: The beginning. Um, we could start from the very beginning when I first got my DJ set. My dad bought me. I was only 11 years old. And um, he just saw I had a passion for music and wanted to DJ, um, watching TV, and wanted to be a DJ I didn't really want to rap. I just wanted to DJ, and he, you know, like any other Puerto Rican dad, he spoiled the hell out of me.
0: So, so your I parents feel. were Puerto Rican.
1: My dad is Puerto Rican. My mother is Cuban and Jamaican. Okay, hell yeah, yeah. And um, he just, you know, he invested in me. He gave me a, a DJ set for my birthday, and we went from there. And he just saw, you know, I was always on my DJ set, and that's how it. That's how everything started. Just in my DJ in my room DJing, practicing, and. From there, I went to mixtapes, started making mixtapes in the city, in the Bronx, and um, I got my little name when I made to high school, about 16, that's when I started getting my name in the Bronx, and uh, doing house parties, house parties, I got noticed by a promoter, her name was Sherry Moore, I actually got noticed by her son, and her son told her, and then she came and checked me out, she took me into the clubs, 17, I was already in the clubs, um, DJing in the clubs in the Bronx. Um, and that's where I got noticed by several rappers that were in the game already. Um uh, and that's that's how it started. That's how it started.
0: What what sparked your like love for the DJ? Was it something you saw on T V or what was it?
1: Yeah, I think it was a combination of me watching videos, music videos and um sneaking into places at a young age my parents didn't know. I was sneaking in the nightclubs. And watching the d j because the d j was like the most important dude at the party, and I was fascinated by that, so I took a liking to d j and um that's how I kind of knew I wanted to do that, you know, and I found out there were some rappers that lived around the corner from me, and they had a music video out, and name was gangstar, and um the dJ in the group was d j Premier, and I, I just took a liking to him, and we, we bump we used to bump heads all the time in the hood. And talk here and there, and develop the relationship. And I, you know, that's that was the that was the foundation of everything. Yeah.
2: At that time in New York, uh, you said what DJs were were popping whenever you were coming up, like people that you were looking up to.
1: Um, On TV, I used to see uh, it was like a, a, a video show named Video Music Box. In the Bronx, it was like a Bronx. I think it might have just been a New York thing. It wasn't really out of New York, but it was called Video Music Box. Um, and I used to see all the videos, and it was just DJ. But DJ Premier was okay. one of my favorites. He was he's from Gangstar. But there were DJs before that in nightclubs that you probably wouldn't know, but they had great names in New York like Star Starsky, Star Child, Busy Bee, um, who wasn't really a DJ, but he was an MC. And uh, I took a liking for his mastery on the microphone, the way he talked. That's yeah. why. That's why. That's one of my strengths. When a DJ is talking on the mic, Kid Capri was one of my all-time. Kid favorites. Capri, who that,
2: That's who I was going to ask you about. That was
1: that was my guy. You know, mm-hmm. from the beginning, I couldn't see nothing else but Kid Capri.
0: Who's that? A uh, famous DJ or something? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. yeah, he's
1: pretty. Um, DJ DJ uh, Kid Capri is his name. Is probably the most famous party DJ in the world. He uh he he's on the heat well not now with the covid and all that but he was he does parties every weekend all over the world. He was like one of the first DJs who took it out of New York and was doing parties everywhere. I don't know if y'all remember Def Comedy Jam. Yep. HBO sure. Def Comedy Jam and there was a DJ on that show. That's DJ Kid Capri. Mm. I hate to say DJ Kid Capri cuz his name is just Kid Capri. It's not DJ Kid Capri but
2: and, he, and you had like a uh, my bad a good working relationship with him <clears throat> like actually it was
1: weird because I didn't have any relationship with Kid Capri I just bought all his mixtapes mm. I bought all his mixtapes and I always respected him because he was the man in New York like everybody bought Kid Capri's mixtapes everybody you know and they were in all the stores which was weird I didn't know how his tapes were in stores you know what I mean it wasn't like he was just selling it out of his head which he did in the beginning but when he got a big name in New York. His store his tape was in every store. So that's how his name got big. And I was following him everywhere. You know, everywhere he DJ. He DJ at this place called The Castle. And I used to sneak in when I was super young. I shouldn't have even been in there. But it was a back door that was always open. I used to go in there and watch him for a little bit. But Kid Capri, he's the one who, who lit that fire, you know, to make mixtapes. Because his mixtapes were dope. They sound like parties. All mix uh, the mixtapes sound like mix parties. Now, the mixtapes
2: were they just, like, hit, it was just... Him recording himself mixing or yeah. like tracks like DJ Khaled does it or how? No, no. Nah, nah. His
1: mixtapes were real mixtapes. Like it was like. It, so
2: it, him spitting or what? No, no.
1: Him, him, him DJing. Um, so like, let's say you come to my party and I'm recording myself live and then I'll sell it. That's what he was doing at first. He, he record himself so live. he was
0: double dipping. Record himself live. And then sell a mixtape. It was it. an actual
1: cassette. So- he would yeah. tape himself all night. Let's say he DJ four hours. He taped that whole set. And, and then somebody wanted to buy that. Yo, let me get that mixtape. Let me get that tape you made. And uh-huh. then he'll sell it for $50, $100, whatever it was at that time. And then sometimes he'll keep it, make copies, and sell them all over New York. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And then stores started buying one from him for like $500. And then they'll make their own money by making duplications of the tape. And that's how Mixtape Game got started in New York. It was like Kid Capri was one of the, the first. The pioneers. Yeah, one of the first. I won't say the first, but one of the first. Many names I could tell you that started that game that you would never heard of in your life. you know. But them kids was responsible for m- real mixtapes. Mix, tapes. mix yeah. tapes, that's what it was. It wasn't rap tapes. It was mixtapes. It was tapes. recordings of them mixing.
2: Yeah. So then, like, I guess later on it evolved into, like, what DJ Drama started doing, right? Like, he right. basically got with the artist and then... Made a mixtape. Mix called mix it, it
1: a mixtape. Wasn't really a mixtape, but it was basically like an album. You know what I mean? But they called it a mixtape, which was like, he'll meet Young Jeezy and, yo, let's make a bunch of new songs and put it out. Yeah. And that's what they did. And that's where the next era of mixtapes went. Okay. Know? But yeah, when you go back to Kid Capri and, and all the other DJs from that era and then came DJ Clue, uh and, and that era came up. K Slay and Khaled was in Miami doing his thing on uh on radio oh. and his name blew up and he wanted to make a song with a rapper on it and it just blew he up. He fucking did it, huh? K- <laughs> so
0: killed it. Would you say, yeah, DJ Khaled is like the the I guess the king of the kings as far as like mainstream?
1: Yeah, I think Khaled took, took, took it to another level as a DJ. So I'm going to make an album, you know, and, and uh, Kikapri pre made albums back in the day, but they were rap albums. They weren't, he didn't think on the level of the way Khaled did. Like, I'm going to put A-list rappers over these beats. I'm going to put these two dudes who I always wanted to hear, put them on the same record. Yeah, and put that out for the world to love.
2: He became yeah. a, a engineer, basically. Basically, point, like uh,
1: you could call him a producer. I producer. don't know. He doesn't make any beats, from what I know. No disrespect to DJ Khaled. I don't really know if he makes beats, but he picks all his stuff for his album. So if I like, if you give me twenty beats today, and I took one off of there, that was my choice. I yeah. knew exactly which one to choose, yeah. and then I said, but I want to put darwin and i want to put bojito on it or whatever mm. that's the combination i had in my mind yeah. to put it out and now let's see how that works here in oklahoma yeah. and we just take it to that
2: level and it's wild because a lot of people say that uh, dj Khaled was like uh, the annoying guy that would call <laughs> an artists and be like hey bro i need you on this song and like i need you bro you know so he would go and go until yeah. until like they, he didn't care if he was annoying fuck yeah, it yeah. Yeah, i feel like it. Like, I hear it. I'm going to make it happen. Yeah, you got to be,
0: to a certain degree, you got to be that person. If you really see the vision and you're trying to make it happen, it's like, you got to be that person. But it almost feels like DJ Khaled kind of wants to be a rapper because he is, besides being annoying, like begging people for shit, but also like in his songs. I think think
2: deep down everybody wants to be a rapper, wanted (laughs) to be a rapper. Man, it's like
0: another one. We a bass. <laughs> and then he keeps going like he, you an angel. Like, bro, like just hop on a track, bro. Like why not? You know? <laughs> yes.
2: God damn. I think he has in a couple little verses here and there. He'll do his
1: little a uh, couple bars and shit. I think Callie was he was he was a genius for what he what he what he wanted to do and to bring it across to the people, you know. So we can't take that away from him. He took he took it to the next level. You know?
0: Yeah, um he's definitely yeah the, when you think about like DJ and like, you know, I don't know if he's a producer, but like you think about DJ Khaled, you know, yeah, he's he's he's, he's up there, you know,
1: definitely.
2: So as a 100%. as a DJ, how do you guys make your money? Like uh other than, I mean, of course, you know, you mentioned the mixtapes and all that stuff, but mm-hmm. yeah, like somebody that wants to get well into it started it.
1: like that, like we made all our money off of mixtapes and parties. So if you if you hired me for a party, you know, he's like, oh here, yo, you know, I'll pay you this much. I said like, all right, cool, you know, and 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 then the mixtapes was like once a month, we put out a new mixtape. So it's like all the brand new songs that you couldn't get, not like now, you can get any song. You go to you didn't have that option back in the day. So you had to get it from me. My mixtape had the brand new Drake on it. You know, let's just say at that time, whoever the biggest rapper was, I had the brand new song by that artist. You couldn't get it. Like how the hell he got it on his tape? I want it. So you had to go get my tape. You couldn't get his song from nowhere. There were no internet wild you know, internet Options to get the song So, so that's you have to where wait Till the, my tape dropped Every month
2: Is that where the Breaking uh, record Thing uh, yeah.
1: Came from Yeah because DJs Actually broke records You know they broke The record The first time Breaking the record Is when the DJ If, if, if someone says Oh he broke that record That means he played it first Or he was of the, of the Among the first people To play the song First So he That's considered Breaking the record When you play it first So DJs in New York were all breaking records Clue He always had exclusives You know what I mean What about Flex 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 didn't really make Mixtapes per se was He just was just a But he was on the radio But he had new stuff too Like he'll, you come on You turn them on Seven o'clock His first song Might be brand new You never heard it I got this new Jay-Z It's crazy And you'll play it You know what I mean Yeah. you're Like damn how He got that So your way to get music Back in the day Was radio mixtapes You know it wasn't no internet back then to get your music. You had to get it from the hottest DJ at the time, whether it was Clue, Kid Capri, Red Handed, you know, or others from the Bronx or, or, or Brooklyn, or whatever they was from the uh, Queens, like Clue. So uh, at Clu that was, point, basically, the DJ had to connect with the labels or the artists, and
2: that's how it got it, broken. It, it
1: was the labels connecting with the DJ. Okay. You know what I mean? The label wanted you to play it makes the, sense. The new something so that it could start the buzz on that artist. Mm. Like Clue, yo, I got this new yo, come get it, come pick it up. And, but Clue always he wanted it. Yeah. Or Kigapri wanted that brand new song or S&M, yeah, see, DJ, That makes S&M. the
2: game exciting cause that...
1: Yeah. Imagine I'm um, just imagine this for a second. Y'all young kids, right? Younger dudes, sorry, no no kids, but you younger dudes. Imagine if somebody cut off your internet, right? For five years. Now, for the next five years, how are you getting your music? You tell me. How are you getting your music? That's, I'm posted. That's, okay. So, that, so let's not. I'm hitting up DJ Red Handed to Exactly. Exactly. So you so got, then they'll
0: go back to the old school, like all right, you're gonna be like hey, these songs. Boom, how you gonna boom, boom, figure it out? You no, it's this almost
1: because I remember now you gotta go to the to the barber shop because that's where the dude comes in with the new mixtapes. Yo, I got that new yeah. Red Handed. I got that new uh, Pojito, You know, what I mean, he just made this. it got the brand new from Drake. Oh, Drake got a new song. You don't even know because you don't have no outlets for your. See, music. I
2: hate that that's gone, bro. Because that takes the culture kind of away from it. Hell yeah, like, you don't see that shit anymore at the barbershop. Right. right?
1: <laughs> uh, Nope, shit changes, bro. Yeah, changes, but you got to evolve. You got to evolve. You know, like that's the thing.
0: Like, and that's what I think people do not succeed is because they don't evolve with with the time. And you can take the perfect example from Drake. Drake has evolved and like turned like he'll find something man he'll find either uh, when Lil Baby started popping he went and hopped on his track when the G- Block Boy JB he went and hopped on him when Ninja was popping that had nothing to do with hip hop it was gaming he hopped on that shit well yeah he- I mean
2: like Kanye does that a lot with like uh, younger artists like with Chief Keef and shit when yeah he, you know that you it's have adapting. to you have, to, have to no yeah. matter I, I, mess with I feel like younger no matter crowd, what it is yeah. now you're gonna be that bitter yeah. fucking I,
0: I feel like it, it, it and everything like if it's if you're barbering if you're doing dj whatever it is you have to keep up with the trends and what's the exactly because
1: like if you don't like me and kid capri talk every so often right once a week twice a month whatever it is and he asks me questions about what's popping now you know what i'm saying kid capri is one of the few djs that keep up with the times as well as myself like but I'm a I'm a different I'm a different animal because I'm twenty-four hours DJs, you know? Like I, I go home now and I'll look again to see what came out. Then I'll nine o'clock I'm back on looking again. At twelve o'clock I'm doing it again before I go to bed. So I'm always up with what came out. But like Kid Capri, who's too busy to be on his computer all day, he relies on other younger DJs to come to him. Yo, what's out? Or or he'll do his own research. He'll get to a city, he'll call the hot DJ and be like, Yo, what's the local hot sh- Hot-ish, you know what I mean? And get his music that way and keep keeping up with the times. A lot of DJs don't spend that much time keeping up, you know, with the the Joneses, as they say. You know? Yeah. You got to stay. If I don't stay current, I don't work this long. This man been partying with me. We was just talking almost nine years. You know what I'm saying? How am I still rocking in this city? Yeah. I've been here 14 of those years. And nine years later, which I've been rocking out of here like for 10 now, no, sorry, 12, 12 years I've been rocking in Oklahoma City.: I can't I still get excited when I see him. I'm like, there, what about?" I can't do that unless I keep up. With the Joneses, you know what I mean? But whatever these kids like, I got to rock with them. Exactly. Even I though you
0: to. don't like the artists and shit. No, nah, I don't may not like their yeah. music. That you doesn't gotta, matter. That doesn't matter because at the end of the day, are trying to please the crowd. You it's know? not
1: about me. I'm going to so, rock with what the people rock
2: with. Yeah. So now that the uh, it, with the internet, would you say that that is dead,
1: the whole breaking record things? I mean, the internet breaks records now, right? And then the people decide if it's hot. Y'all go to YouTube. It got a million views. That's the hottest record right now, right? Bam. Uh, yeah, yeah, or Tootsie Roll or two. what is it? Tootsie, to- Tootsie Slide. Tootsie Slide. Now you got that. It comes out, it gets over a million views. It's the hottest record. So you're record. like, I'm
2: playing that motherfucker. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, so would
1: you say that makes y'all's job kind of easier? Yeah, I guess. Technically, right? You just got to follow the trends now. That's it. It's not, I don't got to break it. I don't got to be the first to play it, even though I do that still. But people don't care about that record. Yeah. They only care about it when it's popular. So I could play a brand new song tonight when I go to work. Nobody's going to know it. Nobody's really going to care. But I'll play the most popular song. So
0: that's what I was going to ask you. So, like, I think it's back in the day you used to play, like, a new artist and know, like, if it's fire, they'll bang to it, right? They'll bang to now it. Now it's, like, popularity. Like, Damn. they have to know the song. Because yeah. if, like, even me, yeah. like I said, like, I've, I've adjusted to it, like... I want the popular shit I want the shit that's banging I want to have a fucking good time And like Alright You know put, put this shit on like, yeah. You know what I'm saying
1: When you go to a party Right That's what you want to hear Yeah You want to hear the, the stuff that's popping right, right. now Right I don't want to hear Nothing I don't know Exactly That's how kid, That's the attitude That's, that's how it that's is attitude. Cause you
0: go in there man And you put something That's popping Every single one of the per- It's like a concert Like everybody's singing That shit yeah. Everybody's like You know like Oh shit And it's all of a sudden You the damn man like, oh, You know yeah. what I'm saying Well like,
1: DJ's got a tough job Yeah Like People exactly. don't understand Like if you go to a concert You know who told me This kicker He said If you go to a concert You go see your favorite Whoever it is I'm gonna go see Drake tonight Sorry we, we dick riding Drake's name tonight <laughs> But if we are gonna see Drake tonight right Drake's going to rock for what? An hour and a half? Two yeah. hours tops? Yeah. How long would DJ rock? Four hours, sometimes yeah. five. And he got to keep you in tune the whole night. And he don't get nowhere near the pay of anybody popular like that. You know, but a lot of owners will, will, will fight you for $400, for $300. You don't even save $500, you know. And that's why you know, when it comes to New Year's Eve, my price goes up. You know, because I got respect for myself and I know my worth. So I'm not going to take the same thing you give me throughout the whole year for New Year's Eve. You got Yeah, to, you're
0: sacrificing your, you know yeah, what I'm saying? You can yeah, be yeah. having a good time we, with your family. If and we shit. all
1: earning more money that night, because everything goes up that night, their price at the door goes up. Whereas usually it's $10, that night it's $50, and then I got to go home with the same amount? Nah. Appreciate yeah. me the whole year. Let me let me have my big night too. Like y'all having y'all big night. Appreciate that DJ that been that the You end know. Of the day that man been DJ in that club every week all year. Yeah. Now it's time to reward his ass on New Year's Eve. Reward him and give him 1000, 1200, 1500 and let him eat it's only one night a year you do and that That's a for chunk him. and
0: change
2: at the end of the day. If you look at the profits, that's nothing. Yeah, that's a chunk nothing. Change,
1: the, bar, you know? the bar made 10 grand tonight. And
2: I mean, imagine if there was no music.
1: Exactly. <laughs> that shit would be it's the appreciation dead. factor. Just you you showing your appreciation. There's nothing else. You're just saying, yo, dude, thank you. This exactly. is for the year. This ain't just for tonight. This is for all your hard work all year long. Now you're going to get this chunk today. Go live your life. You know what I mean? And how
2: did you work your way up to be able to DJ, like, every night? And Because I'm pretty sure, at first, like, now you got your spots that you, you run, kind of. So, at first, like, how did, how did you work your way up to be able to do that? Here, I'm um, I'm assuming you mean here, yeah. right? Yeah, I like, mean, overall,
1: I guess, because I, mean, um, I guess it's the whole journey. O- so. Oklahoma, like, Oklahoma was difficult at first because I think it's more of a trust thing. They got to know you, trust you, you know, like, who are you? Well, that's you the thing. Me.
0: Yeah, I feel like it's because... Yeah. I go to places <clears> that their music is just so garbage. Like, I don't know what yeah. it is, but like, it's certain times where DJs were just like, at the best part, and I'm ready to get hype, boom, they'll change it. 10 seconds, only, yeah. and then change it to another song. And yeah. it just like yeah. kills that. No, you, know, you, you can sense it in the crowd, like, ah, oh, man, like, what the fuck, you know? So
1: sometimes, you know, DJs inherit styles of DJing from other DJs, right? Kid Capri started this moving quick with the records like you know we gonna play this like for one minute and then move on to the next one real quick and keep the impact exciting keep it exciting so when you hear a record first come on most DJs don't know how to do this but it's about how you drop that you know what I mean Yeah. some DJs just drop it from the very top you know and it's just real slow to come on with the good part I like to drop records right on that good part Yeah. that's what makes you that's what when you hear in the club you hear that oh no, you know I me, mean? where all the people like, yeah, oh, that shit? Like, uh, yeah. Bro, I remember it was, in Greenhouse, I'll never
2: forget. He, he would just shut it off, like shut the music off. Yeah, there was be
1: because like, there's turn po- the fuck up. It's points of excitement yeah, that you yeah, want to capture at that, that moment. One. You know, you're getting ready to drop the hottest record in the city at that point, and it's like, boom! I'm not gonna drop it from the music. I'm gonna drop it right from walk up in the club, whatever. You know, what I mean, that's the part you wanna. Yeah, you know, so anyway, it was. It was, um, to answer your question, it was a buildup of trust and then shaking hands with the right people, the owners, Uh right? Promoters started getting to know me from when, you know, it was one club called XO Lounge that y'all don't know about. It was in the bottom of a Carcourt hotel. And that's where I started. I used to talk to the manager there all the time because I loved chilling and it felt like a New York spot. And he was like, yeah, I pay my DJs $100. I was like, $100? Are you serious? He was like, yeah, that's what I pay my DJs. I was like, <laughs> okay, well, I'll just keep coming and, and chilling, you know. And and I kept, I kept coming every week. And he kept talking to me every week, every week, every week. And the relationship got good between him and I. And one of his DJs wanted to stop DJing. He came to me because he knew I had DJed and where I was from. And... That's where our relationship started. And we negotiated a price that wasn't $100. And we took it from there. From there, other owners saw me DJing there. Other DJs saw me DJing there. My name got established. Started DJing at venue with another owner named Phil Phil Fam, And from there, got the you know, noticed by this owner over here, this promoter here. And it just, it just kind of picked up from there. And it, again, organically. I didn't force myself on nobody. Yeah. And I didn't know how to work a lot of this DJ stuff that they were rocking on now. Like, back then, I only knew how to use records. One of my boys introduced me to DJing here. And he was like, you got to do it like this now. We, we use Serato. I said, what? And he introduced me to this whole new way of DJing. And I learned it. And when he couldn't do it no more, he said, I got to take over his spots. And that's how I got my name out here by the... the, the the connections I made just by going out all the time. That's a DJ's job. You got to go out. And connect. Connect. And, and Meet people. people. See, see what's popping. Especially see when you're building in a new city. Nobody yeah. knows you. Nobody cares about you. Who gives a fuck if you're from New York? Yeah. You don't care. <laughs> you know? But I had to go earn. I earned it. The trust, like I you said. I had to go earn that shit. You know? And people had to know that I could rock. And I was different. My, my style was different, too.
0: When you started, you have... Because I had a buddy that... Uh, he's a DJ but he got discouraged too quick and it pisses me off I feel like slapping his ass because it's just like bro he had a first party and it was empty like there was probably like 10 people at the most and he was discouraged about that I'm like bro you starting Yeah, man. the fact that you got a place to DJ like bro start going out start meeting people start you know yeah. networking and shit so he got discouraged and it kind of pisses me off because he's like I'm not gonna do this shit anymore I'm like Bro, you just started. You don't have a name for yourself. That's not how shit works.
1: No, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Go. So it's like, no, you gotta build.
0: So were were there situations where you like were DJing in places that wasn't too crazy packed? Hell yeah, and, hell you know yeah,
1: what I'm saying? hell yeah. I mean, anybody, man, they, every DJ has had to have gone through the times where that particular spot wasn't always the shit. You know, it was like nobody's here. Greenhouse, for instance. I'll use greenhouse which was one of the most craziest clubs I ever DJed out here. Fridays were insane, legendary. Um, when I first started Greenhouse, nobody was there. Nobody was there. And they, they couldn't figure out where they wanted me. Yo, let's bring them Saturday. We just started Saturday. It was empty. It was like five people in there rocking with me. Next week was 10 people. Then I was like, yo, I want to move to Fridays. I told the owner, we want move to Fridays. Then the owner sold the club to this other dude. And the other dude and me, we got real cool and he was like, What you wanna do? I said, I wanna do hip hop Fridays for these kids. They coming out, they 18 years old, 19, 20, and 21. I wanna feed them what they want. Don't, don't restrict me. Let me do it my way, and we're gonna win. He said, Y'all got I said, Y'all got hookah in here. You know what I mean? We went in there, we built that night from scratch, but it was empty at first. We couldn't yeah. get, we couldn't get 20 people. And all of a sudden, the words start getting out. Yo, this kid could play a little bit of music. He's different. You know what I mean? He's playing all the shit we love. They start coming out. went from 40 to 80 to 100. Then it was like we couldn't get enough. We didn't have enough space for everybody.
2: Yeah, it was if you didn't get there at a the certain time. You're not We, we closed the doors.
1: Night. I used to have to say, yo, close the door. We good. We good. We, we capacity, you know? Yeah. But it felt good to build that from nothing into something. Yeah. You know, me and my boy Craig and the whole team up there that built that night, we did it together organically. People spreading the word. No promo. No radio. Just, yo, look online. Or, you, you know, yeah, you got it, you Meyer. know. That was it. And we built, I love build, building from scratch. I'm doing it right now with a Latin spot. And I love it. I'll, I'll build from scratch any night. I have, I have enough optimistic, I'm, I'm very optimistic when it comes to building from scratch. Yeah, you're confident. I'm you're very working. confident that I could build a small crowd, with help. I can't do it alone, mm-hmm. but with help, hell yeah. If he going, he, he's telling 520 people, you telling 5 to 20, and then you know maybe we can get five out of all of y'all, we get five people. That's yeah, cool. Yeah, and that's then already
2: I, a party, man. It's fucking... You know, so
1: we build from scratch, man. I, I, I don't mind it. Some DJs say no after once it's dead for four weeks, they give up. But I think it takes time to build.
2: Yeah, since you've done it, you know how it is. So it's like when it's slow, it's just like... You just got to chill It's like in the barbershop If you don't have appointments And you just leave Like you're not going to eat You got to fucking like how are you Sit there and, and you know Take care of those walk-ins And then yep.
1: Next week Or yeah, like exactly. two weeks
2: after that They'll come back And book you You know If they like to cut Now you're establishing your, Yeah You got you your own Your book You, know, you got your own like, oh, clientele I, yeah. I remember when I was Just sitting right there Like not And that's waiting. what that's Same thing But
1: if you don't wait If you just leave same thing. It takes time, man. Some people, some promoters or owners, they don't have patience. So they'd be like, yo, let's do this Latin thing. And then it don't work for three weeks. And they're like, oh, let's stop, man. Dude, it's been three weeks. Nobody yeah. even knows. Yeah. And you're not even putting, you're not investing in your own night. This is your club and owners don't like investing in their own club, which is weird to me.
0: They, I, th- I think what they expect Cheers. is like uh, they buy a club and like, all right, let's just. We're going to open get- it and let, let let it just do its thing. You know, like, I feel like it's more than that, especially in OKC based on what I've, uh, you know, what I've seen in the five years that I've been here is that they constantly need to change. They constantly be changing names like clubs have the same owners, but they change yeah. the name just to keep just talking about that. Yeah. So just to keep mm-hmm. it, you know, like fresh and shit. Yeah. people get hyped and shit. But I feel like it shouldn't be that way because, like, at least here, Pink has been able to stay you know, relevant for years, Yep. you know, and then if you go to, for example, mm-hmm. Dallas, Medusa's been there also for years and it's a club that always stay popping. So it's like,
1: Lizard somebody
0: lounge. needs, somebody needs to figure that shit out to like, I don't know.
1: 115 has been around here for a Pretty minute, good. right? That's the yeah. longest running one in, in Bricktown right now. Yeah. Besides pink, right? Like pink. I think, and, yeah. Pink and 115. Are the what two. about Greystone? Not they too just long. just opened not too, what, not too two long years ago? ago? Yeah. Yeah two years? Yeah. About two years. And how
2: does that work as far as uh, work with you guys? like If you work with a certain club, you can work with everybody? Or how does that?
1: The DJs, you mean? Yeah. <clears throat> well, some DJs have exclusive deals. Some DJs can't move around. <clears throat> some DJs, excuse me a second. <clears throat> some DJs could only DJ at one spot. I never wanted to do that.
0: Yeah, because you kind of like restrict
3: yourself. I'm not
1: exclusive to nobody. I'm not exclusive to nobody. And maybe if I am, it's going to be a hefty price they're going to be paying to keep me just at their spot. Like we was talking about Windstar, you know? That was different. I did that for Windstar because they paid to have me there Friday and Saturday and nowhere else, you know? But even then, I could still DJ anywhere else on the other days. But Friday and Saturday I was exclusively theirs, you know? So it's tough like I never tried to commit to one spot on Friday and Saturday unless that money was Perfectly right. You know? I was when you 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 know if you can make great money off of DJing Friday, Saturday at one spot, i definitely say go get it. It's easy, go get it. I I particularly like to spread around. I like to be at this spot, I like to do this, you know, like I like to play too many genres of music. So I can't stay just at Kong's, you know. I love Kongs. I think Kongs is incredible because it's different people every night. It's never the same people.
2: That's what I love about going there.
1: Right. So you can play music. And thank God I don't have any restrictions. I'll play a little pop, a little rock, a little Latin, a little hip-hop, you know, everything. We Reggae, reggaeton, tol. I mean, we do all of that. But there's some places that won't let their DJs do that. They, They keep them under wraps. They keep them tied up. But then another night I'll go Saturday and I'll play house music that you hear in Miami. Same type of house. You know, and then Saturday night I'll go to the other spot and I'll play Latin music all night long. So being able to do that keeps my mind fresh and keeps me wanting to continue to DJ. Cause if I'm just doing if I'm in one spot every well, night playing the same song. music, oh not God. only do the bartenders get tired of you, that's what happens first. The bartenders get tired of that DJ because they know his routine. Cause DJs we can't we could only play but so much music in one night. It's mostly the same hot music. And that hot music stays hot for what? Three to six months. So we got to play the same music three to six months. It's the same shit, it's basically. It's the same
2: little drunk motherfuckers. Basically.
1: You know what I mean? And then uh, new music comes out every week, but I'm just saying, you don't got to play that shit until four four weeks later most of the time. So you, you stuck playing this shit for a while. And the bartenders get tired of you and then the people that come like, oh, he does that same routine every week.
0: So you got to stay. It's,
1: you got to stay fresh. You got to stay on top of Switch your shit. Your shit up. If I go out to a spot which will remain nameless. If I go out to the spot and I'm only there once every two, three months and you still doing that same routine that I heard you last two, three months ago, something ain't right. Mm. Something ain't right. Yeah. You, you ain't putting enough time into this or it's just so much what you could do. Either way, I don't blame you because there's nothing more you can do. Yeah, yeah. You doing your thing. And for that one person that never heard you that night, you was incredible to them. But shit, I've been doing this... For, for this long at Kong's, y'all, you know what I mean? I gotta make it fresh every night. With me, I challenge myself every night to make it different every night. Let's do this this time. Let me bug out and play this. They're gonna, damn, what the hell, play? You know, we're we gonna do it different every night. But that's the reason why I book different parties every, every time. Like Kong's, then you got this place that wants me to play house. And then even if I DJ daytime at Kong's, I'll play different. I won't play no hip hop sometimes. I'll play all EDM. I might play. A lot more Latin It's just different Every night I try to keep it fresh You know what I mean <clears throat>
2: Can you talk a little bit too About the whole uh, Freedom thing That you uh, were talking about earlier Are you just Like your job Cause it Oh yeah gives me, the freedom
1: I think I think that has to do With a lot of DJs Who, who DJ for a living Is because you get to Set your own hours And You don't You don't You're not on nobody else's time Cause but right
0: now You're a full like full-time full-time
1: so when you go to the club you know you got to be there at nine because the music starts at 10 you know you out of there by 2 2 30 3 o'clock the latest depending on how how you move you know and how much you got to pack up you in and out four hours what you dj if you do two gigs a week what you dj what you work eight hours eight hours a week you make a decent living six seven eight hundred dollars a weekend it's humble it's decent you know, you set your own hours. You can sleep all day Sunday if you want to. Or you can sleep four days straight if you want. If you that type of dude, I mean, I got, a, I got other things, you know, so I'm going. But, yeah, you set your own hours. You set your own lifestyle. You live, you live peacefully. You live, you live humbly. And, and you don't have to be so stressed out. With me, as I get older, I want to live a stress-free life. I, and that's why I be trying to push on the younger kids. Trust me, dog. Don't stress your life now. Cause it's gonna hurt you later Live, Try to be stress free Cause that's so important That's a for, big one For these yeah. young people You young guys man It's gonna take over in a minute Remember to stay stress free Cause the brain You gotta keep that shit healthy Keep the mind healthy And if you stressed out all the time You're not gonna make it You're not gonna make it Stress puts 10 years on your life mm. No matter you what You
0: that motherfucker there there are are turbulence. are turbulences
1: <laughs> You know Tranquilito tranquil. You gotta yeah. be tranquil You gotta be calm Keep keep everything humble Stress free Calm Don't put too much bullshit In your body man Like we all like to have A drink here and there But when you're doing That shit every night It's as bad as being an alcoholic
0: Yeah That's something I've, I, I've, I'm mindful But I don't wanna be that guy Cause you know That like keeps preaching it Cause I do like to At least the people Hell That are around yeah. me Like hey You know You're eating that shit but Or drinking it That shit is gonna it's gonna it's gonna sneak up on you later And I, I feel Man,
2: like I shit. think it's a little different Coming from him though Cause he's in the lifestyle Like every night You know So you he, he knows How it is to be around I, Yeah fucking I just shots wanna forward, I just wanna and forward
1: and The info You know what I mean right, Like right yeah. I feel like But if you're I, aware of it though Yeah you I could know? give yeah. you Game Like I'm gonna give you game So that you can Be my age And still be good you know what I mean, and and you a young kid I see with potential coming up. I'ma always want to give it. The thing with the kids coming up, they don't want to hear nothing. They already know everything. You know they. they or they're know. like
0: I'm young. I, yeah, I can, yeah, I'm good, dude. I'm good.
1: I know how to live life. I know out. what I'ma do. I know I, I could I could pop these pills today and be good. Like you know what I mean. Do your thing. I never knock nobody for how they have fun. Do your thing. Drink, smoke. Do what you want to do, but don't expect to have the the. The life expectancy of anybody else your same age when you're doing shit different, you know? You just got to live smart. I ain't saying be an angel, man. None of us are angels, man. We all do our wild right, shit, right, you right. know? I'm up 24 hours sometimes, man, because of my insomnia, you know? But I know how to take care of my body the next day if that happens. You ain't going to see me out about again because I'm going to take the whole day and right. recover. Like, yeah, take exactly. care of my body. You know, but a lot of these kids, man, they just come up, they wild out, they don't want to hear it, and they just overdoing it. And they only thinking about today, which is all right, I guess, man, because who knows? Tomorrow's not promised. But um, if you could extend your life, and I asked you, would you like to? I'm sure most people be like, yeah. Yeah, yeah I want to live past 40.
0: Like, if you know? you know, like, today is Monday, if you know you're going to get fucked up Saturday... Prepare your body for it. Drink a lot of water. Eat a healthy and shit. So when you do get fucked up that Saturday, Sunday, you're not too fucked up and you can recover faster.
1: And like you said, it sounds like we preaching. Right. And I get it. I'm not that dude. I'm the biggest partyest dude. He tell you, I love to have fun, but I'm aware of what's going on. Yeah. You're, we are, I think you're aware of that marathon that, of the long run type shit. That's know? the
2: biggest thing. And I think a lot of times a younger crowd... Uh, they're they're on that fast lane They're just like Fuck it You know And
1: Yeah, yeah. And you have, How are you gonna argue with them You know what I mean I, Nobody <laughs> yeah. Nobody could tell me What to do You know when I was back then I was fortunate To be around older dudes And I watched And I learned And then I fixed my shit yeah. A lot of my shit mm-hmm. I fixed a lot of my shit You know what I mean Motherfuckers ain't trying To fix their shit
0: Yeah I think if you At least you Yeah cause it's the same with me It's like I look at my family members And friends And like especially like The older generation It's like they all take, have to take minimum 10 pills to control either blood pressure, diabetes, that. this and that. And it's like complications that. that they didn't prevent when they were younger because, again, they use that shit of like, oh, I'm young.
1: I can and keep- I knock on wood, man, because I'm not on no meds. I'm not on nothing. And I know I'm a lot older than these DJs that's rocking out here. But at the same time, I'm taking care of myself as much as I can. Not, not perfectly, but as much as I can. I don't, I don't do hard drugs, you know. And, and I don't knock nobody who does. Sometimes I'm hanging out With those people Who do hard drive. You know what I mean I'm not going to sit here Like an angel I just don't do that shit I yeah. can't put my body Through that Because I don't think My body can make it You know to be honest I So ain't, at and some I point Were you wilding it. out I don't want to test it What's up At
2: some point Were you wilding out When you were yeah, yeah. Uh, I think, like, I think Like just doing I work? think my
1: 20s When I was touring When I was When I was with um, Camp Lowe And I was with Jay-Z And I was with Foxy And we was doing our thing almost every weekend on the road. You know, I was touring. You got to understand, man. I was touring from 20 20 years old to 30 years old straight. Straight, like nonstop. So, ten years. So, we was going hard. Going hard. You know what I mean? Going hard on these roads. Different cities every night. You know, sometimes we do 35-city tours. Most tours are 35-city. We, we would do a 35-city tour in two months and, and hit that road hard and be partying after parties every night after the show. And if we didn't have a show that night but we was in that city, we was trying to find where, where we was going to well, party. Nobody wanted to stay in the hotel. We was in our 20s. We was doing this shit hard, going mm-hmm. hard, you know. And, yeah, I was wilding out, doing all the wrong shit, yeah. not living, not living like I should have been living. But at that moment, I didn't have nobody in my ear. Back then, the older dudes wasn't really telling me what to do. I was watching, but they wasn't really telling me, yo, don't do this, don't do that. And Kid Capri somewhat kind of pushed me in the right direction because he, he wasn't big on drugs either. He didn't do no drugs. He didn't really drink. Yeah, He barely drank. So Kid was like the most positive dude. He's my big brother. He's my big brother. To this day, he's the only dude that will check me in the instant. Like, call yeah. me, Yo, what the f- you know, what you doing? You know what I mean? He still, to this day, will check me. So you always need that older dude in your life, you know? He kept me straight. Like, I could have I messed up. Like, I could have messed up a lot of times. And thank God, I met him in 93. And he kept me straight ever since then. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I, I had my time yeah. wilding out. now. We wilded out. You know, with Foxy, it was hell of a hell of a ride. Oh yeah
0: I mean at least you got You know You were uh, fortunate enough To have you know Close friends that were able To like check you And hey man like Give a fuck, Give fuck about me And I mean it,
2: yeah. <clears throat> That's that's cool that I like how you Experienced that And now you're just Kind of like Yeah that, I'm not doing that shit <laughs> You know like nah, but You I get I, a taste of it And then you're just like Yeah I can
1: see it coming too That's the ill shit Like I be like Oh he's going down that road Where I've been I see it coming Like he He don't even know What's about to happen You know I, I can see it coming. And You now. see cycles of it go through every. I can fucking see it coming. Man. A couple of DJs in shit. the city, like All I, 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 of, I yeah. could see a couple of DJs in the city, and I'm like, wow, man, man. If I could only talk to you, or you would only let me talk to you, I could help you, B. I could help you.
0: Yeah, drugs are uh, one hell of what a mean? drug, you know, because <laughs> it's just like it's a part of life, bro. Like it doesn't matter how yeah. you just can't. Como decimos nosotros, tú no puedes tapar el sol con un dedo. you can't. You can't. You know it. what I'm saying? It's just it's a part of it, you know. And I try to at least to people that are in my circle That do whatever fucking kind of drugs Like, hey, minimize that shit a little bit You know, minimize it as much as you can Do Take, your thing, have fun you know, Oh, yeah, you know, like and, 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 and it's like But look at the long, long run Like, shit yeah. can just And, you know, like you never know You know what I'm saying like.
1: And when you on that road, man One thing is, when you on that road Like, DJs here, they just DJ here That's it They don't do They're not trying to do anything bigger most, most DJs not every DJ but most DJs in this city of Oklahoma they don't this is it oh I'm DJing three nights a week four nights a week I'm good I'm good I got my little crib I'm good comfortable that's it there's yeah. no you know no, no, they don't want to do anything else you know what I mean I've done it on every level every level smallest to the biggest you know when you're on that stage and it's, it's 50,000 people and you feel the wind from the people screaming. You know what I mean? That level is unmatchable. You know? So I see, I see, I see kids doing it today and they, they're comfortable. We could take this DJ shit to another level. You know, with, with your popularity, even in your little city, you can make it bigger. You know what I mean? We could do this shit on a bigger level. I, you, could, you could even help me as much as I help you.
0: Yeah. I think uh, it's interesting, man. Uh, Oklahoma is an interesting market. You know, it's an interesting city because it's like our challenge is to just be the biggest podcast in the damn city and then expand from there. And we've been, like I said, we've been receiving the love from it. But right now we're trying to take it to the next level where every single person knows about the damn podcast. And it's our mission because, like, just like the artists. Yeah. there's there's uh, a plenty of talented artists out here that's trying to make a name for the city, and we're trying to do the same with the podcast. you know what I'm saying. I feel like we can make it happen and we're going to prove to the people that yeah Oklahoma City and the people from Oklahoma can make some shit happen, can make some shit go viral and, and just you know what I'm saying like
1: just give it. You you know, know.
2: it goes back to what you were saying about the club night like this is basically the same thing like we we had to build it from scratch, like yep. from sitting on a little couch to just you know little by little ad different shit yeah eventually it'll get there
1: like but you take the, it is serious that's the thing integrity yeah. man you know like i feel like if you take it serious and you put in the hard work real i'm talking about really dedicate yourself to put if this is your passion this is your passion dj was my passion is my passion i put in the hard work and it paid off it probably paid off a little too soon and i didn't know how to deal with it in the beginning mm. You know
2: what I mean? That's huge right there. Because for real, for real. Like maybe, that can fuck people's life up. Yeah, maybe it
1: paid off for me too soon. Three years was kind of quick. You know what I mean? I'm already in another city, and I, I didn't, you know I me, mean? And it blew my mind. Maybe that was a little too quick for me but to the, understand. The dopamine was off the roof. Just I didn't, you know, but y'all putting in the work, and if you keep studying your craft, you can take this shit wherever you want to take it. Just put the work in. Because one thing I know is I put the work in, and it paid off, you know? to this day I'm eating off of music. Yeah. Off of music. Whether I was I wrote some songs
0: and doing like what t- you love at the end of the 10, day. 10 20 years yeah. ago
1: and it's still it's still giving me checks in the mail today. That was cuz of my hard work back then. Eat, sleep, breathing, thinking th- this music shit all day long. And we didn't even get into none of that part of my life, you know? But so other than DJ you you write and UMC basically, right? Yeah, it just turn, it it took a weird turn, man, cuz I didn't never want to rap. I told you. Yeah. In the beginning, all I wanted to do was DJ. But when I got on the road and I started seeing that it's bigger than DJing, that's when I was like, "Damn, man, maybe maybe I could, you know." And then I met people and people found out that I could write. And I didn't, I never really was the dude who was like, yo, I'm I'm, I'm this rapper dude. When I get to high school, I started trying, I put it out there a little bit that I could rap. And, you know, I started winning like talent shows and stuff like that. And then it happened. so when I started DJing and I was DJing for Jay-Z at the time and Jay would take me to his crib in Brooklyn on State Street, State Avenue or State Street, I think it was State Street. And, um... He started listening to me through other stuff I was doing, and then we kind of vibed. And when he found out I could rap, he took me serious, you know what I mean? And that's when it gave me the confidence to, like, let other people. Because the first day I met Jay, we went at it. Me and him battled, like, basically battled.
0: Oh, yeah, there's a video on the Internet of, of rap battle. so kind of talk, it, to, it, talk yeah, to us I wish that.
1: somebody videoed it because it was It would have been hella it, epic. It would have been epic, but the 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 cassette. Well, the, the the music is out there of it. The audio part of it is out there on YouTube. You can check it. Red handed.
2: Yeah, we'll drop the link on there.
1: Yeah, red handed versus Jay Z. But um, that's when we first met, and you know he he was blown away, but I was I was overwhelmed because I knew the kid. I just never met the kid. So
0: was it was this Jay Z? Um, pre pre pre
2: pre, the, pre reasonable doubt. So Did he was was he writing with Dame Dash and everybody at that t- at that point?
1: Or still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, he, he was with Jay. He was um it was he already was with Jay, but we was in Clark Kent, a DJ by the name of Clark Kent. We was in his house and Chubby Chubb was doing a mixtape. And he wanted me and Jay on the beginning of that mixtape to make his mixtape exclusive. Like, yo, red handed versus Jay Z. But it didn't really supposed to be it wasn't supposed to be like that. It was just supposed to be like me and Jay spitting. Uh, but then when I, when I spit then he was like oh this kid's kinda coming at me so he came back and then I went back and then you know it was just it just ended up being it just ended up being something that we didn't plan it to be so mm-hmm. it felt like a battle but really it was just two rappers just going off you know we wasn't battling it wasn't a battle technically uh, then people started saying yo you got him and they was like nah Jay got him Jay got him and it just turned into that and then when it just re-released a few years ago it would happen again the whole talk about who won and who won but really we wasn't battling we was just rapping you know what I mean that's the first day we met and then I started DJing for him and we would drive from from Brooklyn to the Bronx he would drive me home some nights and we would be sharing verses in the car this is all real facts I'm telling you you know and Sometimes he'll write a verse from riding from his house to my house because he don't write. And he just, in his head, he just hold all the lyrics. And, and he never wrote a word down ever. Do you write? Yeah, I ever. had to write because my memory sucks ever <laughs> since I was a kid. Yeah, and same. this kid, though, he would literally, hold up, I got something. In the middle of the ride, and I'm like, what are you talking about? Nah, I got something. And he just wrote it right there. But he doesn't write yeah, yeah. literally, but he wrote it in his head. And he'll just say it, man, and, and it got it gave me a lot of confidence to write. So sorry. I started writing for people. That's when my ghostwriting career started. Yeah. I was like, damn, I could use this because I don't really want to rap. So I, maybe I could write for other people. So you can spit some shit right now? <laughs> so I could write for other people. Look, see I just <laughs> I ah, could write so other.
0: It's a no. <laughs> nah,
1: I, maybe. Give me let me let me, yeah. let me finish that story. All man. right,
0: let, all right, I,
1: the whole, the whole ghostwriting thing was just this. See, the, 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 how you put me on the spot? I don't like being in the front. Me, I'm, I like to be behind the yeah. scenes. You know what I'm saying? Like I always like to be behind the scenes. So I never, when somebody asked me to rap, that wasn't my thing. I just wanted to write, but I didn't really want to rap. Even in very little kids, we had a little small group, me and my cousins, and I wrote for my cousin so he could rap because I didn't want to rap. Uh-huh. So even from the very beginning, it was always there. It's just I didn't want to do that anyway. So when I when I when people learn I, I could write and, I, you know, I just want to keep it 100 with y'all. When people learn, when people learned that I could write, they started hiring me to write for them certain people. So I did it, but I did it. I love I didn't know I could get paid like I did. And I didn't know that it would pay me still 20 years later. You know what I mean? I just did it out of love, so I was right, close, right? I'm like, what? She gonna sing my song? And then you hear it, and you like, damn, you know? So really, if they were uh, assholes, they could have just took your shit, and not, uh... I could never take my shit because we had relationships. I didn't deal with nobody I didn't know. Ah, okay. We had relationships, you know. Um, if me and Foxy worked together, that's my sister to this oh. day. Even when she pissed at me, is my sister. You know what I mean? Angie Martinez. So I don't give a fuck if I ain't talked to her in ten years. And still, I'ma still treat her with love when I see her. Yeah, you know, we work together already. That's history. Go, yeah. go, look at the first album. You know, I got plaques on my mother's wall because I wrote records for people. You know, whether it was mine or whether it was theirs, I worked with yeah. people already. I have that in my resume. We go. That's facts. You can't change that. You know what I mean? You can change a lot of shit, but you can't change the fact that I wrote that record. Yeah. You So I was making my money on the side, DJing, writing, and then I had to get a a group, my rap group, uh, in like 99, we had a group called One Life to Live, we got signed, I never thought we would get signed, I didn't want that responsibility, but we got signed, you know what I mean, we was making good music, then after that I got signed as a solo artist, it was just shit that I was doing, I didn't really want it it to happen because of it you just being out there organically, man. Yeah. All of that. All of my all of my shit was blessings and connections and people just respecting my my craft, you know. It was just it was just like that, you know. So So right now life's I've- inaccurate, filled with emasculate, cracks the wit, fract hold up, facts of it. Life's inaccurate, filled with emasculate, castigate, cracked the whip, friends, family, foes, here's the facts of it, some backward shit, got my mind twisted like a pretzel, I bet you, you running from some niggas trying to get you, we brawling today, tomorrow we falling awake, our family calling to say, it's all in the day. Came close to sniffing coke, inhaled on different smoke, but didn't choke. Drank for my prison folks. Part of me is part of me, and for the heart of me, it's hard to see. Niggas robbing me. Fuck you, player haters. Now I fight for my life like Sarah Connor. Get money because I'm rather fond of smoking marijuana. They gave me this life. Niggas pushing gauges and knives. We seeing flashes and gashes from different stages of life. We weed chasers. My people be feeding the free, free bases. Cops indeed chasers, but we never need... As we professionals, specialists, with empathy of this business, in this entity, we feel no sympathy. Behold the staff, Cubanos, Morenos, Dominicanos, Mano y Mano to make dinero. We men a peace, getting money like the Genovese. Has of friends get hurt, Has of friends deceased. But still, despite what we've been through, we still must continue soliciting through each and every venue.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's shit. some bars, man. That's bars? some bars. That's Hell still,
2: yeah. That, that, and that's some... Some lyrical shit, man. That's not no. It's
1: old too. Nothing I could tell you right now would be brand new, unless it was other stuff I wrote for other people. Because I don't write for myself no anymore much. So you never got the urge to be like, I, I want to shoot my
2: music video, or I want to, yeah,
1: yeah. And when my cousin pushes me to do all of that. Even today, he's like, Yo, let's just do it for fun. Let's just do yeah. it. And I still might, but. It's not. You, that's not my passion. Right to I be think, the yeah. guy. You know, the rapper dude. Like, I, just, yeah, I find yeah, it yeah. corny to be honest. Like, I got you. I, I just don't know how dudes could be rappers. You know what I mean? I, I think it's just corny. <laughs> it's just corny. Like, I just think being a rapper is corny because you got to be this guy that you're really not
0: yeah that's I mean, what you uh, can kind of sense it too in a yeah, certain. Like, I don't know how people don't see right through to, it most of the time trying to bash you but it's like you can sense that <clears throat> certain people like that ain't you bro
2: like well what Dame Dash I saw an interview he was talking about that a lot of times the rappers were basically talking about what the street dudes were doing so like the rappers were basically just like just talking about it, they yeah. weren't actually out there. They maybe had a cousin or some, shit yeah. That, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, but yeah. they weren't the ones that's what made Jay special because he was actually living the life he was talking about. If you go back to the first album, Reasonable Doubt, he was living that life.
2: So, so like, so, back Back then, <clears throat> was their crew like because the way I picture it is like, who was it? it was Dame Biggs, Jay, uh, who else was, who was brought Tata. From? So at that point in time where they just run in the city, because that's what, like, when I watched, like, Dame Dash interviews and shit, that's what it seems like. Like, when he would pull up,
1: everybody would just be. It was just in the beginning, we was, we was, every, well, them, I won't say we, they were coming out of pocket. Yeah. Like, literally, they'll go, you know, work and then put it back in the music. Like, oh, we're going to do a video today. Let's do it. Where we going? St. Thomas. I'm like, what? Saint Thomas, how you got money? Like we're gonna all go to Saint Thomas. They was paying for it out of their pocket. They hard earned money, they was putting it back in. And we're gonna have our own record company and we're gonna do it by ourselves, Rockefeller Records. And so it got popular in New York. So whenever Jay Dame Biggs pulled up, it was a big deal. It was like, Oh, these dudes coming out, they had Lexuses and Benzes before anybody had those cars, you know? In New and York,
2: people just respect the fact that they were putting their own
1: bread into their, their grind. Ear. You gotta respect that grind, you know. Yeah. So
0: yeah, one thing that uh, when you get into the artist scene or the rapper scene, like a lot of people don't realize that you gotta invest money. You know, you gotta yeah. invest money. Like it's- and especially, you, and you're no, not
1: nobody, gonna see that shit right back. No, exactly. And nobody's giving you a deal, right? Nobody's. It's tough to get a deal. So Jay and them did it on their own. They're like, "Oh, we'll do it on our own, and don't worry about how quick it's gonna come back." Yeah, but we're gonna get a big deal, you know. Somebody's gonna sign our record company. So if Def Jam wants to put out Rockefeller, it's gonna cost them a few million. Yeah, and that's what happened. And see you
2: know? that that that's the biggest thing. Like on the on the Breakfast Club, they were saying that uh, <clears throat> Def Jam was basically owned Rockefeller, and it was like Dame Dash was saying it was like a partnership, more like because yeah. they had already built the shit. Basically, they just came in and yeah. made it bigger. Or like so. when Master
1: P signed his company. Like, when, when Priority, I think it was Priority Records signed No Limit. That's, that was, like, huge. And mm-hmm. then Cash Money got the deal from Universal. Universal gave them a distribution deal and was like, here's $30 million. That was huge back then. Like, yeah. it was like, oh, my God. To be a rapper? like, be like what? It, uh, it was what? huge to, to get your label signed to a big label, you know, because like, they wasn't just signing Lil Wayne and Big Timers back then. And, you know, they signed Cash Money. And say, yo, we're going to put your records out. And then the type of deal they signed was 70-30. So, baby, you know, Birdman and all them was getting all the money. Birdman and Slim, the owners of Cash Money, when they said, yo, we're going to do a deal with Universal, but only if we get 70, you get 30. Universal was shit. down with it. They was like, cool, you're the hottest thing in music right now. Let's do it. They had leverage. Even that 30% was a shit ton. That's what Rockefeller had at that time. Che got hot, so they had leverage. And I was lucky to be a part of it. I was DJing for that dude for a minute. For that first album run, I was with Homeboy for a little bit. And we rocked together. He showed me and taught me a lot of shit. And then as life went on and I had my own opportunity and I was able to work with Timberland, he taught me a lot of other shit too. Damn. And Kid Capri taught me a lot of shit. I got blessed with these people in my life. This is the reason why I want to give it back. Because I feel like it's not supposed to be held. I gotta give it to the younger kids. I want to give it to the younger dudes coming up. Give it, give it, cause I was giving it.
0: And there's t- no point. Yeah, there's no point in taking it to the grave. Like even like,
1: the high like no, I
0: mean, those like, stories you know are me? fucking crazy that you
2: haven't even like done already something. You know, cause it's like I'm sitting here thinking like, damn, this mother, he take the Timberland and. Like you got to my see My peoples too
1: Like like not just like Yo one time You know we worked together For yeah, a while Yeah it was a like, relationship It yeah, wasn't just like Yeah uh, we just like if I bump into him today we go, It's gonna be like Oh so what you doing tonight Like where are we gonna eat Like that's You know relationships I've built And I haven't fucked up My relationships over the years
2: So how, how are you able To deal with all that Like he said earlier Dopamine Cause when all this shit Is happening like Like you're like <clears throat> You know That exciting factor Of like oh shit I'm literally in the studio Right now with you know, Jay or whatever. Like how, how were you able to be cool about it and collect? The-
0: yeah, it, it's that too. Like, and then, even like at a young age, you say you were touring, going to different cities and partying. Like That yeah. shit got to be off the roof type shit. You know what yeah. I'm saying? You know, like- you
1: know who I, I could thank a little bit for? DJ Premier. He took me to my first industry party and he told me how to act. Literally told me how to act before we walked in. He was like, Yo, Red, when we go in here, you're going to see a lot of celebrities that you see on TV. Don't act like a fan told me that he said don't 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 be groupied up don't 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 be in easy ease face when you see him or you see this person you see whoever you see rapper. say what's up and keep it moving that's what he said he said don't don't make them feel uncomfortable you know just treat them like they're you and me that anybody else is just see people that you know are celebrities but be cool that was the first party he ever took me to and I saw so many people that night and he would introduce me and I you know, said, what's up? And that was it. We kept it moving. And everything I went to after that, I kept that same attitude, kept that same energy, you know? And, and when, when I met, Tim was one of my, like, I really wanted to meet Timbaland. And when I met him, it, it, it just was an instant connection me and him had. And it was cool because he knew I loved music. And I just, you know, we, I, literally my, everybody would leave because he was producing music for us at the time we got like two or three songs from him and um, when I was in the studio with him I would just admire his work ethic because he would do shit fast you know it didn't take him three days to make a beat took him 20 minutes to make a beat Mm. you know a full beat and then he would add on to it as it went on and then sometimes you know we in there that's how I met Aaliyah God rest her soul I met Aaliyah I met Genuine through, through Timberland and I met Missy through Timberland and those relationships I'll cherish for the rest of my life because they were organic. I didn't force myself on nobody. Yeah. Tim made me stay in the studio for no reason to listen to what he was doing. He taught me how to create music sonically with a different sound, and and I learned a lot from Tim with mute for When it comes to music, I could give him a lot of props, you know, because he 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 definitely taught me a lot about music, and Jay taught me a lot about lyrics and and flow, mm-hmm. how to flow. He always, uh, Jay told me. Um, you could be a dope MC who has, well, you could be a, a half ass writer, but if your flow is dope, you're going to win. It can't be the other way around. So you could be the best lyricist in the world, but if your flow is whack, yeah. you're not going to win. So it's more important to have a good flow and be a rapper than have dope lyrics. Yeah. Because we could say some half ass shit, but I could say it so dope Man. where you'd be like, Oof, he just flung. There's no, uh,
2: what you say is how you say it. How you say it.
1: That's a better way to say what I was trying to say, you yeah. know, and, and. So I learned from all these dudes in the game, man, on my way up, I kept that and I was able to apply it to everything I did, whether it was writing for this person, writing for that person, producing, because I was also producing the game for a long time, produced some music for these people, and then I did business with these people, I opened for Kid Capri, all his parties around the world, he, he gave me that opportunity, and then I toured with Foxy Brown all around the world, Japan, Europe. Uh, Africa I went to Africa man Like Just things I would never imagine Like
2: basically you uh, Learn how to maneuver And then from that point on So many
1: opportunities just and Came that's, that's, off of you moving right Exactly I think if you do If you do music You should do music You know what I mean You shouldn't just Be a producer Cause if You limit yourself Yeah You could really You could expand If y'all doing this right now This is You know why not? This thing could cross over into actual radio. Hmm. You know what I mean? And you can get a big check for doing uh, that. You know what I'm saying? Well, we, I don't think we want to do that. Though. No, I'm not saying. I'm not saying that that's what you want to do. I'm telling you that it's there for you. Yeah. See, There's those an option. your options are your options are gonna grow from this. Mm-hmm. You know, oh shit! Sure, let's do you know? Now you got your cameras going. You know you got you got your audio. You know how to set all this up. This is a step in the right direction. Because all your options are growing. Mm-hmm. You're a young fella. You got your whole life ahead of you. Why stop here? This is just the beginning. Yeah. This is just the beginning. You're going to see along the way. I don't even got to say it, but you're going to see, damn, this door just opened for us now. Now we can do this on top of this or add this to what we're doing now.
2: Even just having gas, bro, to be honest. I mean, like having you is fucking cool because... Uh I mean, you're out there in the in the heart of the city, you know. So to have you in here, just spreading this knowledge is an opportunity, you know. This is what I love. This is what I love
1: to do. On the car ride over here, I told him, "I don't feel good unless I'm giving. I don't feel my heart, my mind. Don't feel. good. I can't function unless I'm giving. My whole life, I made music and I made money, but I was able to give to my family, to my friends." And I may not be in the greatest position right now as far as life and where I should have been if I did the right thing. At a younger age, I'll be in a better place. But I'm not in a bad place. I'm okay. My family is, for the most part, healthy, safe, you know, struggling in New York with the COVID right now. But yeah. Baby.
0: Speaking of the COVID, uh, what did <clears> that do to you as far as business? And what what did you do to adjust?
1: It killed. It killed the DJ business, you know. To this day, we just now getting back to normal as far as DJs, not not partying wise, but now you you know you picking up your gigs again, you are getting the calls. It's it's starting to get back to normal, but it's nowhere near normal. My I money, my money is not. I mean, I don't complete, think it's gonna get the money is not back to normal yet. So, and then I look at my bigger name DJ friends, they're not working at all. At least I'm in this city and I'm back to work. The big name DJs ain't working at all, brother. They 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 online doing stuff for for the fans, but they not making no money. You know? They not they not able to go make 10 grand a weekend no more. You know, like like they been making. Yeah. You know? Now they home. That's for crazy. months. Think about those. Do In see? I, I'm my, my But day. they got to be.
0: They're, they're, there's there got to be another way. Because I know like artists. When they drop an album. I know they're making money off of that. But also. But but obviously, the same
2: amount as uh, they would. For, like for a show. That's no, like, no. I'm saying like. Yeah. That's a that's a So if they have of a of the like lifestyle that's wild. And then they're used to getting those big ass fucking checks. Yeah, yeah. Now, yeah, it, it's now part all of you're getting it. is like the Apple Music and Spotify. is like,
1: Oh shit. Yeah.
0: yeah it's, a, it's a part of the. You know. Touring is a pretty big chunk of
1: your revenue. Dude. You know? Think about. New rappers, yeah. Like, I'm not, don't talk about the rappers that have been going 10, 10 years. They're Let's cool. leave those out because they are right financially, they should be a lot better off, right? Think of all the new cats that have come out in the past two years just two years. Not That's the what, uh, we not, said, uh, not I the said telling him
2: early, Lil Zan had like a panic attack. That's probably, I mean, he's a young artist, you
1: know, not the Drakes, who's established. Yeah, he,
0: he, I feel like he grew up in that like, uh, era of like. Depression, like
2: depression, yeah, like, it has to do with it too, is it yeah. Funny? Like that era of like Mental depressed, health, right?
0: like, yeah, Mental health. yeah. Like, this generation is like more, like, you know, they're, they, they'll they fall in that depressed thing. And I feel like he's one of them. He now, if you talk about little baby, little baby has a tough mind, you know. He's like, Yeah, I was in the trenches and I was fucking hustling and this and that. And I didn't have the best, you know, uh, childhood, but hey, I'm strong minded thanks to so and so, my parents, this and that. They're able to figure shit out. You know what I'm saying? But uh, think
1: about how those, these rappers right now, even uh, uh, the, the, the the younger, the younger generation, but even some of the established ones that were on fire. Let's say the baby who was the hottest rapper this year so far, right? This year, we're just going to talk about first six months of this year. This kid is on the top of stardom right now. He, his, his, I'm not, I don't like to count nobody's pockets. From what I've heard, he was at 300000 a show when it, when it died. Who, who's this? I'm sorry. The Baby. The Baby, okay. All right? So he was, doing, he was getting 300000 a show at the time. It could be more. I'm just telling you what I heard. That's a big chunk. So you're getting 300000 a show. You're on fire. You're doing four shows a week at least. At least. All right? So when he says in his songs, I just made a million over the weekend, that's real talk he's telling you real talk he's never done that before so he wants to let everybody know he, he's excited I just made a million in a weekend you know yeah you pay your overheads and maybe you go home with but seven, you, 700 you made but you made, you made that right crazy. so that don't happen forever right Foxy Brown will take you back to that for those listening that don't know who Foxy Brown is a female rapper from Brooklyn New York was the shit in the 90s right at her peak, let's say I'm not, I'm not putting her business out there so she, she would get pissed at me, but let's say at her peak, she's on fire now, hundred thousand a show, right? At that time, hundred thousand, yeah. two hundred thousand a show, whatever the case. Let's just say at her peak, and when you cool off and your album, you know, you, it was out already a year, so now you, you you cool off, so now cold, she makes fifty grand, cold or twenty five grand, cold, ice cold. Now, let's just say on the level, go back to the baby. So, on the level of the baby, 300, he's on fire. That means he's getting ready to go towards half a million a show. Easy, right? He's on fire. New album getting ready to drop. I want y'all to understand what happens. So, now March comes and COVID strikes and everything gets shut down. He can't make that money. There's no, you can't say, uh, you can't. There's nothing that for sure says he's going to get that chance to be that hot ever again. So it yeah. really destroys lives, livelihoods, because he might never be that hot again. You, not every rep. Think about it. It's, it's a tough scenario. For instance, a blue face who had Tatiana, right? Biggest record he ever put out. When he got it, he got it. He went and took it. He was up to 200, 250 a show, whatever it was, killing it. He ain't never been that hot again. Yeah He ain't never been out that, again that,
0: That's the thing It's like uh, When you
1: got it You got to take advantage exactly. When you on fire You got to go eat Eat, I, eat, yeah. eat, eat, eat yeah. Not like established artists like Lady Gaga No matter what She gets a million a show now yeah. No matter what, right? Like a Jay-Z, or, A million a yeah. show Beyonce, two million a show Whatever yeah, the case That's, diff- that's a different drink. They established a, forever yeah. they, They're done, that's it They don't yeah. have to make No more their... music They're going to get that price No matter what But for the dudes That's just coming up Yeah baby the baby ain't always gonna be 300 you know when he start cooling off and he ain't, he don't got no more hits that people love he gonna always maybe get 50 always forever 45 you know but look at all that 300 fucking, 500 i feel like a
0: million a show and and and, and that's, what, that's where he was headed is yeah, what i'm saying
1: yeah so yeah covid getting back it affected me but on a smaller level, you know, what I mean, I was it was the same shit. I'm doing good. I'm good. I'm rolling.
2: I, I don't know who we had on the fucking podcast, but they told or uh, where I heard it. But if you have a like a little boat, you have you can ma- maneuver more, so you can kind of move around and shit. Yeah. But if you have a big ass
1: Titanic, shit, you,
2: shit, good luck trying to turn it's, that and, shit, and, and, and know, it's gonna it's sink. Gonna fuck, yeah. It's, yeah, it's
1: gonna sink, right? Me, I, I wasn't on that level, but thank God, it didn't last that long for me yeah but three months that shit is tough you try not to make no money for three months You know what i mean you almost feel like you gotta get back on the block yeah you know no, for real yeah, for sure it, man. It, it feels like that you better have a brown paper bag under the bed or something because it's a rainy day and it's time for that rainy day fun you know it's serious so so what did you do throughout that, COVID, that time man i literally man i wrote i wrote 10 songs in the month of april um, I, I was
0: Hey You got the government Over here spying on us And shit That's
1: crazy See how Siri just went <laughs> off By herself Yeah um,
0: Nosey ass bitch
1: That's crazy I'm take shit off <laughs> But um I was writing Cause I knew I wanted to Submit I submitted songs I wanted to submit songs um To the city girls Um And I wanted to submit songs To another rap chick Brianna Perry And I wanted to submit To Sweetie And I wanted to submit To um Megan but they said Megan writes, so she didn't want no writers, so that was off the table. But all the other three, I'm oh. doing business with right now, and hopefully I could get um, a certain amount of songs on their albums. That's mm-hmm. where we are right now. I don't like to really talk about that too much because it's called ghostwriting for a reason. Yeah, you know what I mean. But that's what I did in my time because I couldn't do nothing else. Yeah, you know what I mean. And I so did, you, you because uh,
2: like I seen uh, Eddie Brosco, he was doing the whole uh, live thing. How do you? Th- what do you think about that?
1: The the life like basically he would set
2: up his DJ equipment and
1: everything. Oh yeah, yeah, they were doing a lot of live and stuff. A lot it. of DJs was doing that. I never did that. I didn't. I didn't. I was more so hurt by the by the COVID. Like it was like it hurt me that we couldn't be someplace in a venue live rocking. Yeah. yeah, the shit you love. It, so you, you it don't you, hit me the, it the same if you say Yo Red, let's set up and do it for the people. Eh. Well, I think if they were trying eh. to do it just to stay like.
0: Like, warm Relevant. and, like, keep keep your people engaged yeah. and shit. Like, yeah, lose think, that momentum, you yeah, know?
1: Yeah. I I wasn't feeling it. Like, I'm... I, I It could, hit you hard. It hit you, like... It, it uh, hit me mentally and it hurt me emotionally. Like, I was like, damn, man, we got to stop doing this now. You know what I mean? But I didn't have that... I didn't have the, the passion to do anything live. Look, I'm going live this week. I'm not... Nah. I didn't want. I didn't. I was I, watching uh, or seeing that you were doing like a uh, entry, uh, journal entry, almost every yeah. Yeah, every day or every two days or something. Yeah, like that. yeah, every day. I was okay. doing. You know, I I recently just stopped. I was just doing little, you know, little journals like you say, just about what happened today. and I think that kept me good up here. Yeah. You know, just to be able to vent that, and, and and sometimes dudes are scared to show how vulnerable they are. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And I'm not. I'm not that dude. Like I'm not. I don't really have. I don't care how people would would and I know people judge you no matter what, but I, I didn't really care who was who, who was judging my, my little journals that I was putting up. And I think I got more love from those journals every day in the streets when I was out and it's like, yo, you don't know how your little quarantine cause they were hashtag quarantine and your quarantine post got me through. Uh-huh. I d I didn't know I wasn't alone. Yeah, you know, I, I think that's people big, was man. telling so when me. When like, I
2: would read those, I'd be like, "Damn, like this is it's real. It was yeah, real, real shit. shit. It was yeah. real
1: shit. Like we was just all going through it, but nobody was talking about it. Nobody wanted to show how vulnerable uh-huh. they was. And I was just like, I really don't give a fuck. What, what, what the fuck I got to be scared about? Like I ain't got nothing to hide. I don't have nothing to to. to I don't. I don't come across as nobody. I'm not. I'm comfortable in my own skin, a hundred percent. And that's the thing. I think young people got to get over. Like you ain't got to worry about that don't worry about that just do your thing stay in your own lane and people will love you for for you being you and that's what I didn't care when I was doing that everybody was like yo you gotta do a book you gotta do this but it wasn't for that it was just to give you food for thought sometimes food for thought or maybe like if you was going through a tough time and you read my quarantine and what I was feeling at that moment you're like damn I'm feeling the same shit I'm feeling you know what I mean and we went through it together at that time because all of us was home for two months all of us and we was reading each other's shit like, damn, it's my yeah. man, man. Yo, I got you. I'm here. You know what I mean? Yo, yo, what's good? Yo, I was texting niggas when I read their Facebooks. Like, yo, what up? Yeah. You know, I'm here. Playboy, you need something? What up? Come through. I got wine. I got, you know what I mean? Whatever you want, let's drink this wine. You know, I'm I'm, I'm trying to get big on wine now. Like, I'm letting go of my.
0: Wine. What kind of wine? Red wine or what?
1: Pinot Noir. Yeah. My shit is the Cabernet. Oh you uh, like cabinets Okay yeah, that's my shit. I, I, I'm gonna pee on the walk button. I was like You know Trying to help dudes On another level Because I couldn't do shit Financially for nobody At that yeah. time So I'm like Yo, What you need Come through Kick it You know Or hit me on, on the gram And let's fuck around Let's do the, let's do a shot challenge And just stay happy uh-huh. Whatever It was whatever During that moment You know
0: Kick event You know Like that's Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, man, and a lot of crazy. dudes
1: are, I, I'm not gonna air nobody out But a lot of dudes Took me up on it man They talked to me They cried on the phone with me You know what I mean A lot of dudes that that people don't You know And I mean
2: It's a little Different because When you when we see you You know You're always That party dude That uh, uh-huh. uh, t- you know Tough You uh-huh. look like You know So when you would Read the post It was like It was cool to see that
1: The other side Yeah the, the other side The vulnerable side It was like Yeah you don't know, Like even one of my dudes He DJ was like Yo you are not doing Your little quarantine today Like making fun of me You know what I mean But I, it didn't matter to me Because I know It was hitting him In a certain way Where he probably Couldn't do that come to see a few weeks later who was doing it him you know what I mean? Being vulnerable online, letting people see the real him, the inside what he's going through and shit like that. It's all right, man. Like you could you could clown, but I know it's hitting you another way. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? For sure. You just don't want to admit it for whatever reason you might not be comfortable enough to do that right now. <laughs> yeah.
2: Like they say on uh, those memes is uh but you but they're not ready to have that conversation.
1: They're not ready to have that conversation, <laughs> you know? That's how it is. I I could help. I could help you reach that point though in your life. Just be cool. You, yeah. if, if you know what I mean, if if it bothers you too much to be you, there's a problem. Yeah, there's a problem. Sure. You know what yeah. I mean? And let's address it. I ain't saying that it, it, it's over now cuz you have a pro- let's address the problem. Let's see why you at that point. Uh-huh. Let's talk together and, and together I could tell you what I went through and what I did. You know what I mean? Motherfuckers don't like to like to, you know, the basketball players They be saying they go through mental health issues and they suffer from depression, they get millions of dollars. Yeah. Suffering from depression. I, it's yeah. bigger than money, dude. It is. Money don't make you happy all the time. It might get you through a moment. It might get you nice things in life. But it'll never cure your mental That's health. That's the most
0: important thing
2: too. And right? then imagine like you getting a big ass bag and you don't really have a lot of friends and then out of nowhere you start everybody just starts uh Yeah. Yeah, hey, that's my nigga Darwin right there. Like <laughs> real shit. For real. Yeah. For real. Yeah, that has to be depressing as fuck. Uh, like, God like you damn don't know really
0: who. Like, even the fuck's in that even in like the aspect side of like relationship. Like, is this bitch really with me because she loves me or is it she just trying to get my bag? You know? It's a lot of <laughs> shit. And I get Dude, that
1: That's a whole nother conversation. Dude, and that's hey, real talk It's, real it's the reason why I'm single today. Yeah. You know.
2: Red pill over here.
1: I think <laughs> Dude, I think, I think that that's the toughest thing for a dude is to know why the girl's around sometimes, right? Because sometimes you might have some money. You know and, you got some money and you like, damn, the shorty just want to hang because I got this money. Yeah. You know, sometimes you might be a DJ and you can, you can get in anywhere, walk right in, and the girl might want to tag along because of yeah, that. Yeah. You know? And they
0: got, I, it, females are special in the sense that they have a hell of a stomach because there are these females that were fucking with uh, Hugh Hefner when he was old and all wrinkled and shit, and they still were. It
1: know? was the ride.
0: They were around there, you know. It was, uh,
1: but know. it was the ride, right? And it was that ride. Fake that shit. One
2: thing I heard is like, if uh, you don't have potential, or if if you haven't already made it, then the, most girls are just gonna not fuck with you. Like if they don't see some sort of potential or something, they're not. Or something. They're like gonna some find a better option, right? Some kind of cloud. Option, right, kind oh, of cloud so. fame not, I mean, bag. I
1: don't know. I don't know if it's true, but Dude, it makes that's that's real talk. Because, I, but you should be cool with that too. Yeah. Because if she don't that's see, you, you got to swallow the pill almost. Like she yeah. Thinking. She don't see potential, and she move on. That's a good thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't want know if I'm, if I'm bumming. If I'm bumming. Yeah. Let's just say I'm bumming, and she she sees that I'm better than bumming. She gonna stay. I'm talking about even if I'm on my bottom right yeah. now. But if and she like, knows, yeah, but this dude going to turn it around. Like, I, I know this guy. Yeah, cat. there's
0: something in him that, like, he gonna right.
1: He about to turn it around. You know what I mean? He about to turn around. Whereas she could be with this dude that's popping right now. She'd be like, yeah. he's a clown. He's a clown. I'm not going there. You know what I mean? I'm not going there. Because I know he, he going he gonna to take a fall, and he ain't going to be able to come back. Mm. Whereas this dude, I met him, and he's on his bottom. But he's about to turn it around. I could tell. he got that He got yeah. that vibe about him. He, this not where he's supposed to be so he about to turn around it's
0: like you uh, know,
1: but I'm the same way I don't want no woman that's not doing anything for herself yeah. have some type of potential to, to be great you know yeah. I was dealing with a girl and I used to tell her like yo you got so much potential that's why I'm like I love your potential and you getting ready to do something just believe in yourself a little bit more and you gonna do something great but believing yourself don't think that this is it for you just because you got a couple of kids and then, you, you know what I mean? and Nah, turn it around. It's going to be great. Like you're, you're, The situation on, on um, Jersey Shore, he says the, the comeback is greater than the setback. Uh huh. Dude, I feel those words. Yeah. I feel those words because I, I, I used to preach to that girl like, yo, dude, you're going to be so great. You're going to be a great woman for somebody. It might not be me, but you're going to be a great woman for somebody. And just keep it up. I'm going after the girl that got the potential. Yeah, or the girl that got it going, because I don't want no inactive chick in my life
2: for sure. I don't, and I think a lot of guys do like that. They like the girl that's not really doing shit, so they can they just can carry her, do whatever.
1: You yeah, know, they, want they with carry things. her and then they could uh, drop her too whenever right. they want. I, I, you
0: know? One thing I've learned, and then this, <clears throat> this just goes, and it's like the whole six nine situation. Cloud is everything, right? Hmm. Because six nine comes out from being this rat to now being the cool rat that everybody wants to collaborate with him. Because I didn't think, and even Av like. We were like, the only people we see is very selective. And if we do, like, Nicki Minaj is one. And then now, like.
2: Akon did one, too, with
0: him. Akon is about to do one with him. But it's all, like. Crazy. It's clout. It's all clout. He got the buzz. Even though he's a snitch, but he got the buzz. I need to hop on
1: that shit. The crazy shit is he embraced it. That's the thing. So somebody he's paying has told him to embrace it. They didn't tell him, yo, we got to clean ourselves off of this snitch. No. Embrace it, because it's Somebody in his circle. Said, I'm gonna tell you what to do. You're gonna embrace this and we're gonna ride it. Embrace it. I bet you everybody's not gonna give two fucks as long as you put out hot music. So just embrace it. Yeah. And we're gonna run with it.
2: I guess that's the lesson you could learn from that fuckery, huh? Like, it's better to embrace something than to run away from what, what it. What we
1: were talking about, being comfortable in your own skin.
2: But now that the, the. It's the who he is, right? Yeah.
0: But the people that were talking shit, because I remember I told you that, Anuel hopped on his. they did a collab together before this post like pre-snitching and shit Mm -hmm. and then they had a live together on instagram and then it turns out like i don't know was trying to act like tough because he said in the interview with complex that he doesn't do none of that snitching shit because it's against the street code right yeah so if it's against the street code you ain't gonna want nothing to do with it because you came from the streets you you work you deal with it you know what i'm saying so like if somebody comes and snitch that was your homie Like if you come and snitch bro Like I'm, I'm from the streets We're both from streets And you snitch Like I ain't gonna fuck with you anymore Because yeah, you broke yeah. that code, code You know what yeah. I'm saying So like He was trying to act tough Like you know Oh you know like Music is music And then street is street But like you know what I'm saying Like you, you did what you did And shit Like he was just trying to oh, act I
2: was talking to him
0: Yeah <laughs> I was like nah bro You look you look Goofy Goofy Yeah you look goofy But it all comes down to like Alright it's just clout That's all it, it, that's all it yeah, is man. Like you just wanna Hop on the clout
1: you know he did what he had to do man uh, I don't I don't that's not my business so I really don't care either Steve way either. Like, he I chose
0: that path I don't give a fuck I don't care like,
1: either way all I care about is if, he put, if he's putting out hot music man I don't want to know him personally I don't care about knowing him personally I don't know why we have mean. to why do we as, as as music lovers have to invest in his personal life why do we have to know his personal life to like his music I don't give a fuck what he does on a, if he's a snitch or he's a crackhead if his music is dope, that's all I care about uh, as so a music spin, uh, listener, right now? consumer. I don't. I didn't have to play it yet. Where, where I've been so far, I didn't have to. But I'm sure I'm gonna have to play Trolls at, at some point. I'm gonna have to play that record because it's getting hot. It's it's gaining steam right now. So I'm probably have to play it, and it's cool. Yeah. Whatever. I'm not. I'm not that dude who's gonna say, "Damn, he got six kids. I ain't listening to his music. That's uh. not my business." Whether yeah. he's a snitch or how he got out of jail is not my business. What I want to know is, can you still make these hits?
3: Mm.
1: That's really... And I, all the younger crowd now, they so invested in, in the artist personally that they judge the music by it. So now, he's a snitch. I don't want to hear his music yeah,
0: no more. Yeah, it goes back to the gossiping thing. And like, I'm not TMZ that, I'm, and I'm like... I'm just not that dude.
1: Yeah.
2: But
0: alone. you don't
2: think it's a hip-hop thing though? Like, Man, I'm not that... I understand and, music, but like if... <clears throat> I understand like whole music, but I think hip hop is was built off of that code and on all that credibility
1: shit. and all of that crap. Let me tell you, so something. you don't think it Let waters
2: down the fucking.
1: This is the one we know who's a snitch. What about all the ones we don't know who's mm. snitching and we love their music? Let's say tomorrow your favorite rapper, favorite whoever it is, I don't yeah. know, mode right? three. Motherfucker. All right, let's say it's mode three, right, and you found out <laughs> mode three was a snitch. Now, so now you don't like him. You love his music <laughs> as
2: so,
0: a person. You don't. But, no, like, you like, didn't fall uh, in love. Like with when him. I met you know,
2: Beezy in person, uh, he, I didn't like how he was. So after that, I, I stopped listening to him as much. But I, I there's still those bangers
1: that I still play here and there. But you, you, you so, kind of
0: have a point with that, like loving they, the music, but
1: not. Know, like, but people are so invested with with purse people's business, and I don't know why it's like that because. Why are you caring so much about his life? Like, yeah. his why? But we only like him because... Of, we only really know him because of his music. Mm. We don't... Let's not even worry about what he's doing personally. To do whether he's gay or straight. You know? Whether yeah. he's broke he or... Make some old.
2: fucking music. Who
1: cares? Yeah. Let, let's yeah. invest in the music. Now, oh. now if the music is whack, then we say, Oh, that's a horrible song. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> that's different. That shit horrible, man. I'm not that's different but when people start talking about people's lifestyle man
0: i don't know i just think it's like it's america because like if i was watching the last dance documentary with michael jordan and i didn't realize and i'm like damn they wore this like they wore him down to like the mask because like every single game they interview him no matter where he goes like if he goes to visit his family there's a thousand paparazzis cameras all over so in, in the aspect of him performing at a high level every night he also has to deal with the media he also has to deal with You know, false news and this and that. So it was like, I I, I felt him, like, at a certain point, like, him performing at a high level and then dealing with the media's bullshit is, like, it's exhausting. So he had to retire from that because not only he had the media, but he also lost his dad and, like, it was just mentally exhausting. So he Mm -hmm. had to take time off. And I'm, like, realizing that shit and it kind of goes back to LeBron, like, LeBron is in his position right now, as far as like the tension, the media, yeah, like the glow, he goes, he, whatever yeah. he goes, whatever, whatever he does. Thank God he hasn't been controversial. He's been taking this shit. You know, he doesn't re- re- reply to the haters as much hate as he, as he gets for just being a great athlete and, and and doing amazing things on and off the court. But it it it's it's, it's exhausting. Like you know,
1: like you know, LeBron you, this, yeah. LeBron that, you Michael Jordan this. these people have to yeah i understand yeah these people have to have the perfect life in order for you to like what they do that's crazy to me and i always be in my career like why do people care so much right but it's almost like this person has to be the perfect person for you to like what they do so michael jordan got to be this perfect dude for you to like michael jordan as a ball player yeah Six nine has to not be a snitch in order for you to like trolls with Nicki Minaj. Bullshit! You love trolls. Stop it. You know what I mean? Like we could go on and on with different people. You know, uh, with different people in the industry or outside of the industry on in basketball or in the sports or whoever. Yeah, per- yeah. Regular people on TV. Now nah, I don't like him, dude, because I heard he's yeah, gay. Yeah. yeah. Now you don't like him because he's gay. You just went to like six of his movies. He's a dope ass actor. But you just found out he's gay Now you don't want to yeah. go see None of his <laughs> movies no more. Hey, It the doesn't time that make sense
0: into to fucking trolls And here's Nicki Minaj Ah this shit fire It Six doesn't nine. make sense ah. Fuck. turn that, that shit off. turn that shit off
1: It Fuck, doesn't he a make snitch. sense but think about it it doesn't He's make sense this <laughs> because if you didn't know you would love the music yeah yeah right if you never found out he was a snitch no I didn't like that clown anyway all right so you didn't like him <laughs> well anyway.
0: in the case of six nine is what I say six nine got relevant because of the beef and troll and like because his music is I you know like you can jam to it once at a club and this and that but like
1: yeah that's i don't it. I don't think there's many people in New York because that's where he, you know we, we, New York dudes trying to come back in music right we took a hit but all the New York dudes they don't really care about him you know they don't really care about him and then they hear his music they'll fuck with a certain song but nobody really cares. Like, it's like, whatever. In New York, nobody's in nobody's business. It's like, oh, Fabio, for- I could name names, Fabio Foreign, you know, and-, and-, and Pop Smoke, for instance. Yeah. Probably the two hottest dudes in New York right now, coming up out of New York, you know, and everybody. Pop
2: Smoke, uh, the one that
1: passed? Yeah, the past. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Them dudes are like, where. Fabio's still alive. Them dudes were on the way up. Nobody really invested in, they just was talking about their music. Like, yeah. yo, this shit was dope. This shit crazy. We don't know what he does over there, but. The music was crazy. Nobody knew Pop Smoke outside of New York. Then he died. Now everybody knew Pop Smoke. Yeah. You know, to, that to, Dyer,
2: What is it called, Dyer? The song that he had, or the D-I-O, Dior uh, Dior Dior Dior. Yeah, that shit. I don't even know what the fuck yeah. that is, but it bangs.
1: It bangs. And Welcome to the Party was before that. You know what I mean? That and people don't even know that. But those dudes, have those dudes, had music to represent who they were. They didn't really have a, a, a personality yet. That you fell in love with, you fell in love with the music. You didn't know shit about them, but you fell in love with the music. And I just don't know, like this, this new era is just all about what you're doing outside of music. I want to know who like you, reality
2: TV. I want to know who you
1: who you boning and who, who you know and this and that. Whereas I'm more like, let me see if his music is dope. I like him, you know. I don't really care. Like I just want to. I just want to know. And I when we when we used to do music, when I was doing music, I just hoped people liked it. I didn't care if they they liked me when I when I first got to the city I found out through other people that people thought I was an asshole you know what I mean I didn't know why because I really didn't I didn't do anything to people I didn't treat people bad I didn't treat people like shit but I got this rep like I was an asshole and an ex-girlfriend of mine told me she said I just think it's your swag the way you 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 probably it's your New York shit with you or whatever the way you walk in and it just kind of comes with the territory or whatever that yeah like you look you have like, a, a strong presence you feel like you're above everybody i said i don't feel like don't say i feel like above. i'm above everybody say yeah but people think you think you're above everybody you know what i mean she used to tell me that and i was like this is a it's a girlfriend of mine at the time you know I man i'm like damn really how could i clean that up because i don't want nobody to think i'm a douchebag i don't want nobody to think i'm an asshole because i'm so not that person Know me, because to know me is to love me. Like I'm one of the coolest dudes you could ever meet, and so down to earth, and so not about that life. Do you think maybe it's because of what you said earlier, though? Like, you,
2: you're used to coming
1: into the building and just kind of being
2: standoffish and not
1: really... It could be. It could be that I was a loner, per se. You know what I mean? And I didn't really, like, in the beginning, my first year here, I was a loner. I didn't trust nobody. I walked around with a gun in my pants all the time. It was like that. I was paranoid. I thought somebody was gonna pop me from somewhere. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I was always on edge. On I edge. Was always on edge, and I think I brought that from New York. Coming here, yeah. like, I was just like, damn. And then this city, Such they don't fast pace They don't shit. know me. They don't like me. I'm new. I'm not from here. Dudes is looking at me like steak right now, like you know. And I was wearing all type of jewelry. You see me? See me now? No jewelry, no nothing. All that shit, that lifestyle is out the door. Yeah, it's not me yeah cause I remember mm-hmm. you know, a
2: couple nights at uh, greenhouse you'd be where you'd be all decked out with the suit and bottles in the back of the fucking DJ yeah, but booth
1: the, 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 I don't I, think I've seen you do that as a, <laughs> I, I, love, I love the pop bottles that's really me yeah. that's really me all the other the, the, I don't want nobody to be afraid of me I didn't want and the people was like I don't want to say afraid cause that's a big word but people were very like when I first got to the city they didn't, weren't very approachable I wasn't warm enough, so they thought. But really, nobody knew me. I kept a hoodie on and wore dark shades all the time, you know? Nobody knew me. I didn't let nobody in my world either, though,
3: because
1: mm. I didn't know who to trust. I didn't know who to trust. I was making music. I had a song on the radio out here all the time, me and Paul Wall. It was called Them Girls. Me and Paul Wall had this song, and it was on fire out here. So if getting, you have a song that's playing 20 times a day on the radio, people start looking at you different. You know, I had just shot a video with this dude, you know what I mean, and everybody was looking at me different, so I didn't know what to trust. It wasn't that I was a douchebag, it wasn't that I was an asshole, I was just in my own zone at that moment. Yeah. When I did start doing Greenhouse, I came out a lot. I came out a lot. I was being super cool with everybody, and there was still some assholes over there was trying me, too, and I just backed off it, just backed off it, just kept listening to my New York dudes telling me how to play it, you know what I mean, and that's that, that's how I kind of came over here. And you got to really... When you're not from someplace, you got to be extra humble. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I had to put on some extra humility. You know? I'm already humble, but I had to go extra so that people understood that's not me who you think I am. I'm cool. Like, I'm approachable. I'm warm. I'm actually a fucking goofball. Like, you know? I'm actually rarely serious. You know? I'm actually probably one of the biggest squares in the world like I don't there's a lot of shit I don't know how to do that you'd be surprised like what like yeah like I really I'm not that dude I'm warm cool and I'm about family and I take care of my family and I love my family and I protect my family and I consider a lot of my friends family that's why I'm only saying family because the friends I have here are my family I don't have no family in Oklahoma yeah nothing not one person just my friends that are now family but I don't have blood here. I started from scratch. I took a chance staying when everybody left. Only me and one other dude stayed. You know, With the whole group that came from New York or the East Coast, I should say, New York and Connecticut, we all came down here to start a life. You know, Shit happened. We ran that club. It's called Deja Vu's nightclub in the hood. And we did it one year. Plans changed. They left. I was like, I'm staying. I want to build my own life. I tell a lot of people, I didn't become a man till I moved to Oklahoma. I didn't become a man till I moved to Oklahoma. That's when I rounded myself out and learned about a lot of shit in life. Respect, honor, you know what I mean? Uh, uh, loyalty. And I still make mistakes, playboy. Still make mistakes. Ain't never going to be a point where I'm not learning. I'm going to always learn till I die. I'm going to keep learning. I'm going to keep doing what I do to make money and help people out on the side. That's what we got to do together to move forward in life. Fuck a career in life. That's what yeah. you should do. You should want to do well and then help. Do well, do well and then help. If you see somebody struggling, pull them aside and try to get them back. Maybe not financially, but he might have to hear you spit some game, though. He might have to you talk some, some shit, some real talk to him. He might have to, you might, might have to grab him and, and cry with him. You know, motherfuckers was calling me on a, on a quarantine. I'll say all their names right now. And the motherfuckers was crying. Tough dudes, you think yeah. it's tough, you know what I mean? Niggas was crying with me on the phone. What the fuck I'm going to do? What you going to do? We going to get through this. You know? Motherfuckers was in New York dying where I'm from. They was dying. Family members died. Shit was real. Yeah. You you dig what I'm saying? But we get through it together. Because without each other, we ain't going to make it through this shit. Shit we going through now never happened before. Right? Race, this race war that's happening right now has happened years ago, but the way it's coming now, never.
2: Because you would never think that with all the technology and all the cool Dude. shit we have, like... Like, you, these motherfuckers shit are going is on. Changing.
0: It's always been the same shit. It's always been the same shit. It's just now it's getting exposed because we have these devices yes.
3: at all times. That's and it's what it changing
1: is. now, though. Rules are changing. Rules are changing. Laws are changing. That's what they was waiting for 50 years ago, and it didn't happen. Now it's happening. How are we getting it to happen now? Laws are changing. People's changing laws. Uh, established government officials are saying we need a police law change. We need this in New York today. the police chief announced there will be no more plain clothes police that's done. no, no more what plain clothes, plain like undercovers, yeah,
0: none no
1: of more. that no more. Every police officer will look like a police officer.
2: Well, I think what they should do in what that, was the, my bad what was the reasoning behind that?
1: In New York, we have undercovers, we have plain clothes so they could just hop out. You don't even know they're police, you know. And and, and they rough you up and do things and you don't even have to. Sometimes they wasn't even identifying themselves as police. You see them the people that killed uh, the the Brianna Taylor Brianna girl in uh, uh what, what it was Louisville they killed that girl. They walked in her house. They walked in her house, dude. Y'all don't even know how that girl died. The police rammed her door in, looking. I, think I f-
0: heard that story. Looking yeah.
1: for a dude. The dude that wasn't the dude. It was the wrong dude, but. He had a gun, so he thinks of somebody breaking in his house. He start popping. They start popping back. They killed his girl. He lived.
0: Yeah, bro, that story is crazy. And, no and wasn't guess what? Him.
1: And those cops are still walking the street.
2: Yeah, see, that's some fucking bullshit. All right?
1: We need reform. We need a change in laws. I'm going to dumb it down for the people that don't understand. We need to change some laws with the police because they got too much power over us. We need to take some of that power back. We need police.
0: Well, yeah, yeah, because I, I, there's another thing that they're saying that, oh, we need to defund them. But I don't think you need to defund them or take their funds away. I think what you need to do is give them a fucking type of training, military style. That way you can kind of detect... The the fucking bad people, you know, the people that are fucking up the 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 apple. You,
3: you know, we just the, gotta hold the them. A, let's hold
1: them accountable. Let's start yeah. there. Like, let's just start there. Let's hold police accountable for their fuck ups. Yeah. They're not being held accountable. We all make mistakes. They
2: Leave with pay, like yeah, fuck pay up, leave. You,
1: leave pay. you get to stay home and still get paid. You know, you don't gotta face your consequences until three weeks later for something that you did. And if I would, if I would did it, I'd be in jail that night. Yeah. But they get to chill for three weeks and fix shit up and get ready for whatever. And nah, that's not how the and life... And
2: then when they go to jail, they're in protective. They're like in a special... Yeah, it's not how
1: life works, man. And I think we need reform. We need change in laws. And I get it. And I know I'm going a little bit off of music. But we dealing with this shit right now that we never dealt with before. And now change is coming. Like they change changing law. The president is talking about police reform. This This whack ass president we got, even him, he knows that the time is now and he has to do it. Exactly. So now, police reform. You know? Police this, police that. Wasn't he talking about when when you ever heard Lil Baby make a song like he made the other day? He put out a brand new song. I can't I can't even remember. No, I don't know. no, not the social distance. He made a political record and he's being praised for it. They talking about him today as a Grammy winner maybe in the future. They talking Was about that
0: the the Baby or Little Baby? Little Baby. Little
1: Baby? Little Baby put a new song out. Meek Mill put out a new song, two political songs, political. And they they're being received with open arms. You can make those records because we need those records too. You know, we don't need we need Hood shit. We love Hood shit, but we need those I want you to go look at Little Baby's record. I wish I could remember I'm about it right to now. I'm about to. Um, but he, it's special. a it's a dope lyrical joint, and so is Meek Mill. Meek Mill has another one as well. They both put out political songs at the same time, and they shot videos. So it's not only you see, you could hear it, you hear, you get yeah. a visual. But I think more hip hop, more artists need to be in on this, and there's so much other shit that we could go on and talk about when it comes to that. That we need the support of the young people, the way they protesting every day. All that needs to continue because that's the change. That's why the change is happening. It's because of the protest every single day. And we're doing damn good with it, man. And a lot of shit is changing. A lot of shit is changing. I mean, I'm talking about laws. Police still acting fool, as you saw yesterday, the way they shot that Ray Sean Brooks kid in Atlanta. You know? Uh, it's just crazy. Yeah, I, yeah they need it. What if they I need turn to do? with a taser, that doesn't mean you get to shoot me with a gun. You know? Yeah. And that's what happened to the dude. And you can't do that. Like, He was resisting arrest. He may have been drunk. He may have been an asshole. It might have been disrespectful. But he only had a taser. He didn't have a gun. And you knew he had a taser because he took it from you. So that means you wasn't at no threat to die. So why you gotta kill that man when he runs away and turns his back? He wasn't a threat to you. Yep. But they still killed him. Still killed him yesterday, two days ago. They still killed him. Yeah, I did. He's dead.
0: Yeah. Can't Uh, tell me. Military training. Put them through a mental fucking, like, seek out their IQ, see how good they are, and just kick out the bad ones and get those that are. Because I feel like, you you know, like anybody can go in there and be a police officer. And if there's a guy, I mean, the guy that killed Floyd, he had a lot of, sh- a shit ton of complaints. A shit yeah. ton. Well, Still wasn't the uh, force. Uh, and we uh, talked
2: 17. about this. <laughs> handed was saying by accountability, like. That right there is like if you fuck up
1: twice, or you're one, out. you know, you're, you're out. out. That's it. All right, how are you it's gonna have simple. fucking
2: twenty complaints of beating people up, abusing and you still- your power? It's
1: simple, right? It yeah. Doesn't it seem simple to us? We sitting here, three men talking about something as simple and as we're not that accountability, I mean, intelligent, you know? accountability, just accountability.
3: Yep. Yeah.
1: Damn it, man! If he get caught doing dirty stuff seventeen times, at what what is it gonna take for you to fire him? Yeah. Twenty times. Like I don't understand what they was now waiting for. Now when a
2: fucking somebody dies, like that's what it it's that's crazy. what it took
1: for for him to kill. Which I think yeah, I don't know, man, but yeah, it's, it's crazy. Like so, and it's and it's going on all over, all over. We watching it now because people catching it on camera. They just beat up two kids in Tulsa. Did you see that? The guy, the guy was kicking the kid while he was in the car. The cop, and the lady caught it on film. The cops are being reprimanded.
0: Uh, despite, that's the fucking crazy shit is despite all the shit that's going around the world, the protests and stuff, like, they're still doing this shit. Like, this shit just happened yesterday, you said?
1: The Tulsa shit? Yeah. Yeah, just yesterday. I woke up to the video today. And just yesterday, and then you're talking about we going through it, and they don't give a fuck. Right. They don't even care. And they see that we're going through it, and they still don't care not to do it.
2: No, it's great. Well, because I didn't go out there to, like, none of the protests or nothing, but... Uh, the homie Dougie, he was out there and he got uh, shot in the nuts. It was one of those, uh, what are they called? Uh, rubber bullets. Yeah, rubber bullets. So, and he said the cops were obviously just singling people out. So if they just saw you, boom, they fucking, if they saw you by yourself, just, they would point at your nuts and fucking get you. Like, exactly.
1: literally a, a, a exactly. war out there. But, but you know what it's going to take? It's going to take us to continue to do what we're doing. Keep protesting, um, keep pushing for reform. And there's a lot of people that don't really care about this part of life, you know, but then there's a lot of people that do care. You never seen white people and black people um, protesting together. Uh-huh. White people fighting for black people's rights. You know it's time right now. It's time. It's time. Yeah. And when I say black people, I mean all of us. Uh-huh. We, we, the minority, yo. They treat us the same way. We are black. Yeah. At the end of the day, if you really, I'm not going to get that deep. But yeah, if you yeah, look, yeah, you sure. do your yeah, research, yeah. we all black, dog. Yeah, and I mean, the, like the as far the as
2: oppression goes, if you just look at those uh, ICE dete- uh, detention centers and all that stuff, like, yep. I mean, it's, it's been of Dude, they up. treating just, us bad, man. Yeah. And it got to change and now. And it's so sad, man, because I see that shit and to be honest, I'll scroll past it. Like, I don't watch the videos of the kids in the whole, uh, in the cages and yeah, shit. Like, yeah, fuck that. This, like, yeah, Dash. it
0: has to change because like, bro, like, how is the country that has the freedom that people that makes a lot of millionaires, billionaires, successful people and shit? How does it still is one of the most racist countries out there? Like how?
1: Like they said, the richest company and I mean, the richest country in the world is the one of the most racist. Yes. And you know what I mean, it doesn't make sense. We got to find a way to fix this country, man. You have and the it's right. Not, and we don't have the right leadership. That's number one. So we need new leadership. Hopefully people get out and vote and change the leadership. That's number one. I don't care if it's Biden. I don't care who. We need a change in leadership. You know what I mean? I'm gonna vote for Biden just because.
0: Yeah, Biden ain't, is, is isn't too I, suitable, but hey, it's. I, I think at the end of the day, it's either
1: you let Trump rock another know, four, or you rock with Biden. Yeah. I'm gonna rock with Biden because I don't want Trump in yeah, there yeah, another four. That's what
0: it comes
3: down to.
1: And that's it. Like, let's just be realistic. Do you want Trump another four, or do you rather just rock you know, with some new leadership?
0: He, he's more worried you know? about the tweets. He's more worried yeah, about I mean, like
1: let's get a new guy yeah, and then see we what need happens. Somebody that's
0: with the people. I feel like this president is not with us. So let's know, see like,
1: what we could do. You know what I mean? We got to change this up to us they say if we get out and we vote shit changes so we'll see you know let's see what happens i know this guy is, is leading us into the dump right now that's why i always call him dump trump you know I man because I, I think that's where he's leading us as a Can country vote, A.V.? In, the, mm, in the in no. the in the country he's leading our country down a garbage lane you know and we just being laughed at we're laughing stock of the damn world right now united states and i love my country i was born here you know, I might have heritage outside of this country, but I was born in this country. And right now it stinks because of that man where he's making us look awful. Awful. We, we, we looking like the laughing stock of the world because of this damn man. He don't even know how to be a leader. Yep. You know, and, and people, some people that voted him in, it, they're they looking at it like, what did I do? <laughs> what did I do? You know, I, I thought this was going to be different. Like, I thought this was going to be the change we needed.
0: America great again. Yeah, you there know, goes but, that, you, you know. know. But
1: do you, you know, I mean, like, up, whenever right? you
2: look at, like, other places, for example, Mexico, the whole police, the police don't give a fuck over there. They'll beat the shit out of people and they don't, they can't even complain. So, well, that, I guess yeah. that's, I mean, that's what makes America great, you know. That's so what that, I'm saying. Like, That just shouldn't be going on, it's I guess. A different you can go right you. now
0: and tweet or comment on Facebook and say, Trump, you ain't shit, you fuck, I hate you. You won't go. You won't get arrested or anything. You have that freedom of speech. Yeah. You go to a different country and say that to their president or whatever, your ass is in jail. It's you true. know what I'm saying? Mm. You might get beat up. You a lot know. Of
1: places, yeah. A lot but of places. then again,
0: this is the, the this is one of the countries that is the most racist. Like why? I, why we we have so many people from different parts of the world? Then why do we have to divide them? At the end of the day, we're just a human race. That's what it comes down to. You know, we have they- blood, muscles, fucking veins, just like anybody. Any. You know, people from other fucking countries. You know, there used to be a lot
1: of... um, Good point, by the way. Yeah. Um, We used to have a lot of activists in music, like different political rappers. And one of the best... And I know you guys don't remember this group, but there was a group called Public Enemy. And a lot of this shit that they talked about then is happening now. Crazy. And if y'all could go back and, and study... Um, It takes, I think it was called. It takes a nation of millions to hold us back, something like that. That was the name of their album, but the name of the group was Public Enemy. And in the group, you probably know Flavor Flav, right? Everybody knows Flavor Flav. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was in that group back then, and um, they were very political and militant. Their all their songs were political, all of them. But they were talking about a lot of stuff. Then, that's happening now. And even if you look at their videos, their videos were always political. If you look at public enemy videos and they were very political group. but I'm just I bring it up because we don't have that anymore in, no. mu- in music. If anything, there's the only some, person that dudes, I think is uh,
2: really like about that shit is immortal, uh, immortal technique. Um,
1: and Kendrick gets into a little bit of political stuff if you listen. But he like, knows, how, he knows how, Kendrick
2: knows how to play the game. He
0: knows yeah, how to do the. Yeah. the, the sometimes yeah. it can turn into a situation where if you you know speak nothing but facts, they can shut you down. So, do yeah. you want to take that risk? You know, we do need somebody. A lot of you them know, don't want
1: to take. That like risk. I mean,
0: you I, it, like it goes back to me looking at like I was looking at Jay Cole
1: um, too. He talks a lot of yeah. good political stuff. I was
0: looking at Malcolm X's stuff. Like he was saying in one of his you know speeches and shit is like. You know, this has been ha- like the racism and shit has been happening for years. You know, the KKK are still yeah. out there. They're just they're just disguised in a bag. Hell yeah. They're still, you know, they're still abusing us and this yeah. and that. And, then and like yeah. 50 years later, it's like, oh, shit, Look, nothing has changed. It's nothing. still the same shit. And like, hey
1: Malcolm, what? what was his favorite way of doing it? Taking care of business? Yeah. If you remember, do you remember his famous? He, he, quote? He was a little aggressive, wasn't he? His famous quote was by any means necessary. Right, that's how we gonna handle this problem today, by any means necessary. And then his counterpart, who was who, Malcolm—I mean, uh, Martin Luther King—was peaceful protest, right? He was the peaceful protest. We gonna get this done, but we gonna walk. What what was his dream? One day, I walk hand in hand with white people, black people protesting together. That was his dream. That's what's happening today. When white people join the black people, now America's like, oh shit. This is what we never wanted. We didn't want white people to help black people like this. But now it's happening. White people is helping black people. They're walking together, same group, same protest, yeah. holding hands, crying, picking them up off the floor. All this is it's happening. Yeah, It's happening. So Martin that's Luther crazy. King. That's crazy. cuz that's a positive, yeah, positive from all the negative, huh? Yo, yeah. Martin Luther King, Malcolm X. Two different ways of handling, you know what I mean, things. But right now we're seeing combination of both you burn minnesota down you peacefully protest afterwards
0: yeah i think that was that <laughs> hey, they I, needed to make a I statement i think that it, was yeah cuz if you do it peacefully to a certain degree it is good but You got to make a statement like, hey, I'm fucking pissed. You better listen. You better listen. That's what they said. You better listen. Compared to like a peaceful one, it probably didn't get as much attention. Then like, all right, we're fucking pissed. This shit needs to stop. Okay, when did they listen here? When
1: did they start listening here? The first two days when they were rioting here in Oklahoma. When when it's burning stuff in the city. You know what I mean? It took them to do that first before the, the mayor went out there himself in the middle and talked to them and let them talk greasy to him. Them people was talking greasy. Yeah. What are you going to do? What the hell are you going to do? And he sat right there. And took it to the chin. Took it. I give him his love for that because he t- he stayed there and took it. But he wouldn't have did that without the riots first. Yeah. If they would have came out peaceful, no, change yeah. this, it. nah. It it's, was-
2: a- it's almost like when you're having a conversation with a bunch of dudes, like let's say you're in the barbershop and then you, you want to talk and you're just that shy like nah, nah, nah. You gotta, hey you know you gotta you gotta you gotta be boisterous yeah, right yeah, yeah, yeah. you gotta be loud you gotta hey, make a to statement listen to what the fuck I gotta say so to they you.
1: felt people felt like they had to make the riots come first to get your attention okay now we can peacefully protest since we got your attention now and then you see it's real and you see I got this white dude next to me you see I got this Hispanic kid over here with me you see we together for the same battle the same war we fighting for the same rights now y'all going to listen or else we're going to keep burning in Seattle. They took over the police department, took over, they shut it down. They boarded it up. So, yo, y'all ain't coming back in here. The lady still can't get the officers back in the police. This is six days now. They can't get the police back in the, in the damn police department. That's yo, people have had enough. It's enough. If y'all not going to change it, we going to change it for you. That's how they feel now.
0: No, and then we were talking about it in the previous podcast. And it's like the media loves to divide what is like the divide us in general. Like, though, like they won't say they were talking about all the negative, like riots and like people looting the stores and stuff like that, but they weren't talking about the, the, the peaceful ones. And they weren't talking about the ones that were like, all right, this one is the one that's gonna make the impact. They were right. just talking about the negative shit. So it's, it's crazy. Like they and were that, just throwing and, more, you know.
1: And you see that? Yeah. That's what they want you to hear. Yeah, that's exactly. what they don't really want you to see. They don't want you to see peaceful protests. You know, New York was crazy those first few days, you know, but now people are walking up and down downtown peaceful and it's make they're getting they're getting somewhere. All these laws, the governor wakes up every day and changes a new police law now. The past four days, he's been doing it. The New York governor has woke up, went to his uh, press conference every day, and changed a new law. This law is happening today. Now this law is this. This law is that. I mean, he's he's holding people accountable. He's disgusted by it himself. When you push a seventy-five-year-old man on the ground like that and he busts his head up in Buffalo, New York, seventy-five years old man, why you got shoved that? That old man? man. He could barely stand up. That shit was crazy. And then what? Nothing's happening. No, you're fired. You're fired. And you might be brought up on, on charges for that. And they were. All that shit's happened. But that because that New York governor is a son of a bitch. Like he ain't playing no games. That governor of New York, Cuomo, he's going to change everything. He's going to change everything. He don't want nothing else. And he says all the time, I'm not doing this to become president. I don't want to be nothing higher than what I am right now. This, I'm good. This is my job. And when I'm done with this, I'm done with politics. He just wants to make a change. I'm going to make a change while I'm here. Police, racism. He said today, "If y'all keep acting up, I'm going to shut the city down a second time." He, don't, he, don't, he said, "If y'all keep acting like this, you are uh, disrespecting my rules, I told y'all to social distance. I told y'all to keep the mask. If I keep seeing video, I'm going to shut the city down again." And we, and they're the best right now. They went from being the worst, and now they're the best with the numbers and COVID, and they're looking great. thank God, you know, shit is opening again. New York is back on track. But he said it today, If I keep seeing this, I'm not going to take a week to shut the shit back down. I'm going to shut it down tomorrow. He said, keep this up. And that's how they're they doing well now because he, he took the right steps when Trump was saying open up, open up. And he was like, he's the only one that was like putting up his middle finger to Trump. Like, dude, I run this city. You don't run this city. I run this city. Me and the mayor, we run this city. Have um, you been keeping up with the numbers here in Oklahoma? I have. I have. We got a big spike. Yesterday was the biggest number, two twenty-five new cases. Two hundred and twenty-five new cases. Today is down to one eighty-five. I believe it came down, but that's still a lot. I think we're on fire right now, and nobody's doing the right thing. Nobody's doing the right thing. Nobody's uh, social distancing. So you, I mean, you're out there.
2: You've been out there what uh, two, three weeks now. Yeah. Since the, yeah. You haven't seen people
1: taking their no... Nah, I don't see nobody doing nothing to protect themselves. I think people just feel like if I get it, I get it. Oh, I'm not going to get it. That's the attitudes. So they have the attitude of if I get it, I get it. And then the other attitude is I ain't going to get it. That's it. And people just doing what they want to do. You know? And me, halfway, like I put, I, I travel with my mask. You know what I mean? Like I travel with mine. You know? And if someone is... Up on me, I put my mask on, you know. In the DJ booth, I could see somebody it had coming. got to be a Yankee, huh? You damn right. Gee. And I, cu- and you, cu- and God I cu- damn. you know. Um, Where my- are the Tim's?
2: <laughs> Man, uh, I don't. Yeah, the Yankees are the shit, bro. I had that argument with somebody the other day. Like, bro, when you think of baseball, you think Yankees and Dodgers. I think. I think. don't say that I think to a Red Sox fan man. oh I they, did they'll kill you <laughs> cause he had a Red Sox shirt I was nah, like nah not, I don't give I've been fuck. a Yankee all my life I ain't changing it now <laughs> you think Major League you think Yankees boy man too
0: this. bad we can't say the same about the Knicks
1: here you go here you go <laughs> here you go <laughs>
0: like hey at least y'all got something good you know cause it's like God damn, man. The Knicks being the Knicks. Who? Like, fire this guy that's behind him. Like
1: <laughs> well, we, What we need is new ownership. Yeah, right? that's what exactly what, yeah. We're going to talk sports. The Knicks need a new owner. James Dolan needs to go. Yeah. And until they sell the team, I think the Knicks' luck is going to be fucked for a long time. And we got a decent team of young boys now. Yeah, yeah. They play their hearts out, man. And we won more games this season than last season. And... They play ball, man, and they play together, but with that When owner, it comes to
0: the basketball aspect of it, man, because I love New York, and it's like, man, how can you say New York is a mech of basketball, and then you look at the team, and it's like, ah, oh, fuck.
2: I
3: think
0: like, my, my, you really don't let Brooklyn do that? Like. You really going to let Brooklyn take well, over? By the, with by the
2: Mecca, though, it's that, that means that that's, like, the history of it. That doesn't necessarily mean
1: you're the best. Like, but you I still got to, I feel like. Everybody you, wants to play at Madison Square Garden. Exactly. And yeah. any everybody. any
0: opponent wants to show off in the Madison Square it's Garden. True. Like, that shit is, like, Jordan always that's did That's the it. Mecca
1: of sports. Yeah. I would, too. That's yeah, I'm telling yeah. Exactly.
0: So, like. I feel like it's time, and i have I I feel like I'm gonna die and not be like, damn, this is fucking you ain't Knicks. gonna see
1: the Knicks and be yeah. the team, be the a, a I
0: contender, feel like that this, too a, dynasty. You I know? feel like that and too. I'm not, a, I'm not a Knicks fan, but I like I like I respect New York when it comes to basketball. I know like. You yeah, know that
1: man, we need a we need time. new ownership. That's number one. But James Dolan is not going to sell the team. So if I if I could get the coach I want, I think then we could be all right.
0: Imagine a playoff game in the in the Madison
2: Square Garden,
1: bro. Unbelievable! I was a there. I was there. Shit. I was there when it was Patrick Ewing against the Houston Rockets and Knicks Rockets. It was an unreal the atmosphere. But if we can get Mark Jackson as a coach, then maybe things could turn around because people might want to come play for Mark Jackson. Um, I don't think we had a bad coach right now, but I just don't think he, he was ready for, for what was going to happen. I think Marcus from New York. Shit. Mark Jackson from Queens, New York. He could change the team around. I don't know. We ain't going to have no more games this season, so yeah. the Knicks are out right now. They're not even going to play when it resumes in a few weeks. So, whatever, whatever, but...
0: Curious I, to see how that shit's going to work because it's like... Next
1: season. You think they should play? Cause in was- a
0: fan perspective, obviously, I'm saying yes, uh, because, uh, you know, I've, I've been itching to see it, but I feel like yeah. mentally I feel like all the players Are not going to give it their all Because of the whole shit They're going to be away from their families Because it's going to be in Orlando So yeah. they're you know, going to be away from their families And like There's not going to be the fans And I feel like the fans are a big part of it Like playing yeah. a playoff game A finals game A game seven Like you want to feel that like Oh shit we, we in yeah. an enemy territory We're at home Like damn The crowd is fucking You know what I'm saying The so it's talk
1: like, today was They don't want to Um some players are saying we shouldn't play.
0: But I feel like in in a sense, in my opinion, like people know that it's most likely in the bag for the Lakers. So they don't want that shit to happen. You gotcha. know, they, let's be 100, man. Like Clippers or Lakers are probably the biggest contenders right now. Yeah, I, I, I think that I think that the Lakers. And man, I think the Lakers have a, a edge. Lakers should win, man. But, but yeah. nobody wants to see that. They don't want to see the GOAT win. You know what I'm saying?
1: But they're more so concerned with that we – what I heard the players say today was we're going to lose this opportunity to capitalize on gaining all the change we need in the world. And we're going we think that basketball is going to take off of the focus. And in my eyes, I'm like basketball is going to put it on a bigger plat plateau. Cause if you, if you, if you a basketball player, you LeBron after every game or during every game, you could do things during the game. Then after the game, you can talk about social injustice, police brutality. You could talk about it. You know, They, that's that's your platform. But when there's no game, there's no TV on us. There's no nobody, you know, you guys on national TV every night. You can do something huge yeah. to make a difference. But if you don't play, the cameras are off. Then you're just in the streets like everybody else walking around. You know what I mean? Why not Play so that way Your your voice is bigger And it's on a bigger stage Don't shut down basketball Play
0: I, I think Play uh, ball Yeah I, I think it should use it,
1: use it as a plateau Yeah
0: and you gotta Like this is the new normal Like it or not This shit ain't going anywhere it, it, It's not gonna be like Oh we, we are Facts. gonna quarantine And boom Facts. It's all gone It's not gonna happen Facts. We gotta adjust to the new normal And I feel like Right now is the time for the NBA To be like let, Let's experiment with this shit Let's see what's gonna happen Because so at the end of the day at the end of the day, like, bro, how are you not going to play? If the NBA tells you to play, bro, you're making millions to do what the hell you love. So, like, you're going to be all sensitive about it? Like, go ahead and do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, get out there, bro. Like, come on. So they what are they doing
2: to uh, prevent the whole shit from spreading with they're,
0: them? They're doing it. They're, every, every player is going to get tested. Every team member, the whole squad is going to get tested. They're going to do it in Orlando. So I think it's in Disney Resort or some shit like that. They're going to be limited
3: yeah, to how many. It's called
1: Wide World of Sports. They're doing it like back in the day they used to have this place where everybody played. It's called the Wide World of Sports. And it's just one big-ass arena. And you could literally set up about three basketball courts in there if you wanted to. So I think it's going to be like several games a day in there. And you're in this bubble where you you just, is not literally a bubble, but you're in this yeah, one yeah, location yeah. and you play ball and you go back to your hotel. You don't do nothing that's In between That's what I think Gonna suck
2: So they're not gonna be able To go to fucking Like just go eat Or go
1: In your hotel In your hotel You go or eat or, In or your hotel
0: Yeah maybe Yeah it's gonna be That's what I'm saying That's, it's that's gonna be. intense That'd It's be. intense But it's the new normal <laughs> Like I went back to work bro And I gotta get used to Like alright It's a one on one ratio With the customer So like if you come in With a family And you wanna shop For phones or whatever I need one person Whoever's gonna get the phone Can come in
2: Whoever got the money
0: Whoever got the money <laughs> can come in, and I have to put my mask on, even though I don't like it. The customer has to put see, their yeah, mask on. Yeah, the barber
2: on. is crazy because we're personal. We're right there, like just exactly.
0: So it's the new normal. You have to adapt to it. That's what it yeah. comes down to. It either makes break, you or breaks you. You get what I'm saying? So, yeah. yeah, I'm curious to see how that's gonna end up. Uh, how's it gonna, you know, play out? But so Oklahoma
2: cleaned the fuck up, man. And out right here, not social distancing. Just passing blunts around. It's,
1: it's getting bad, man. Drinking off the same bottle it's getting and shit. Bad, uh, you there you there was rumors today I saw about another shutdown, man. If that happens, this oh, city is fucked. Fuck. If it happens here, this city might not make it back from a second shutdown. Oh man! This, this and and, shit.
0: and not only that, man. I think it's just uh, I'm very worried about restaurants, man. Because that's I, what I mean. I love right. going to restaurants. I love trying authentic food and having a good time it's dude if good, they shut this shitty down
1: and, and a 2nd had to get
2: creative through this that's shit. the thing
0: like a lot of restaurants have they probably make between 10 to 14 to 20 percent of profits like they're like the majority of them are barely holding on to like their you know what they make and shit so yeah. if they get shut down for two three months and we go in another month of shut down like man say goodbye like that shit is tough, you yeah. know? And this yeah. is not only for restaurants, this is for small businesses that make that like 10 to 20% profit. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's crazy. It's, it's
2: crazy. Did you see it happen out here at all? Like, did any, did any what? big place shut down here? In Oklahoma? Not yet. Not, not yet. yet huh? They
1: yeah. still opening stuff up. Like, it's still going on. And, you know, even the old folks' home, they're letting visitors come now. And I'm like, how are you doing this? Like, the numbers are, are, are high right now. At least. Leave the old folks' home closed for another two weeks to see if the numbers come back down. Because everybody expected a spike. Yeah, you open up, people are gonna do dumb shit. People are gonna be on top of each other, and there's gonna be one person that's not telling everybody they sick. Yeah, always. We just found out a girl that we we like at some bar that we used to. I haven't been, but the girl that's that's a bartender. She tested positive. You no, know? and then. Eight other people tested positive,
0: but that's the thing; it hits everybody different. So, and so, like, you could have the symptom, but you won't realize until like two, three weeks later. Or
1: you could have the symptoms, and you won't never realize. Or them. you won't ever realize. I mean, you, you could know? have the COVID, like they say, red. You could be asymptomatic, meaning I could have it, not show any symptoms at all right now. But God you forbid. Still pass it over. God to forbid, right now. Let's just say, yeah, right. I'm with y'all right now. So let's say I'm spreading it right now. I don't have no symptoms, never been, never had a fever, yeah, never had a cough, scary about it. it's a- but we don't know who got it. You could be passing it to me right now, and we don't know it's a because they don't have enough information on this virus yet. So it's people that don't have any symptoms that have COVID right now. So we in the clubs with that, pe- that person right now, chilling, hanging, drinking. Yo, what up, bro, what up? Nah, but really, he's passing it to us. And now what if I don't show no signs? So now I'm coming over here doing an interview with y'all. We all cool, and now I'm spreading the virus. Or yeah, he's kidding. he doesn't know.
0: You go back to the shop. Boom. No, I mean, hey, What's that, up?
1: that's
2: why it's crazy. Like I think the what you said earlier, people are either saying I'm not going to get it, or if I get it, I get it. You I get know? it, I
1: get it. And that's the attitude of the common person from here. Yeah. The common Oklahoman is, is, has that attitude that I'm not going to get it, and if I get it, I get it. But that's not, you know, how we should be rocking. So you think we should have stayed shut down for a couple more weeks? Nah, I don't like no shutdowns, man. But I'll be honest with you. If it, if the if the trend keeps going up, we might have to. It can't be at 225 every day with 225 new infections. I can't even fathom it being any higher than that. Because now then we're in trouble. You start talking 300, the mayor, he had, the governor, What are they, they don't have no other option. They have to shut down. Because the spread is spreading now for real. Yeah. You're talking about 185 people the past 24 hours. So now the number that's going to come out tomorrow, we're hoping that it's lower than that, right? So it's going back down. The only good thing is that hospitalizations are not up yet. So that means people are getting it, but they don't got to go to the hospital. They just you know need a mean? quarantine. They need a quarantine. You know, So it's not like they're dying. Yeah. So you got to go quarantine, see how it see how it goes. That's, that's the, the you know, that's interesting
0: the part because like, I go in quarantine for two weeks, but well, how do I know I don't have it anymore? You know, that's the interesting thing. But so we don't have enough data. there's to, to,
1: not enough. So yeah. you got to just kind of depend on what you do know, and that means wear the mask. They want you to wear the mask. It helps. Look at New York. New York has turned around because yeah, every George. single person wears a mask. You know, when my sister, oh, I hate the mask. when my sister, my sister shows me video of her being out, no, everybody got a mask on. Every single person. It's like China. They, have, they all have a mask. Everybody has a mask. You know. But we we here we acting like we don't gotta do it. You know? Yeah. We don't gotta do it. We'll be all right. We'll go to club, we're gonna go to we We're immune to it. We're Hispanic.
0: We're this, yeah. we're that, you know, like you know the thing? alcohol will kill it.
1: Eh, it's not gonna happen to me and if it happens, it happens. I see it. You know, and you got a million uh, a million people walking around like that in the world. It's gonna keep spreading. The virus ain't going nowhere for at least another year and a half. Let's let's be honest, man. Even when they get, if they get a, 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 a vaccine, vaccine, it ain't going nowhere, man. It's gonna be that's gonna be permanently in our life now. You know, yeah, like the, the thing that I heard,
2: the best advice I've heard is just like the whole immune system thing, like which is shit we should have already been doing before fucking taking care of ourselves drinking
1: water yep. you know doing stronger your body the better Exercising. you fight it off maybe that's why I'm fighting it maybe I got it I don't know and my body's just not man we don't that ain't gonna hurt us because we, we've been living right and we are gonna be alright you know what I mean but you if you're outside every day and you, all you're doing is the wrong thing with your body also I do I did say this to my sister and I'll make this last point on this whole COVID shit if you stay in the house two months straight three months straight right your immune system automatically going to be weak. Yeah. All right? Because you're not exposing Exposed. it to no germs, no nothing. Which we, every day we go out, we exposing ourselves to mad dirt, germs in the air, all of that. Yeah. Keeps our immune system fuertes, Keeps it strong.
0: It's but, like when you don't, when you stop going to the gym, your muscles get weak and okay, shit. Okay. Same yeah.
1: shit. So now, three months, now you're going to say, all right, you can go, go outside. Back. Of course I'm going to get sick. I'm going to get a cold. I'm going to get something. or I'm going to pick up this COVID shit because my immune system can't fight shit off for two, three weeks. It's just, that's normal, right? That's just normal. Like anybody could know that should know that. Yeah. I can't keep you in a, in a square box for three months to say, you be all right. Nah, yeah, my, my immune system was, getting mad weeks, huh? What you mean you want me to stay home for and three months? the
0: mental months? side, too, is another bitch. On you know, does, it's like, fuck. It's crazy.
1: So either way, you was, you was fucked. You was going to get, you was going to catch a cold. You was going to catch sickness, something. You was going to get sick because you was in the house three months. If you was in the house three months, I know I was in the house two months straight without doing nothing but going to fucking Walmart, you know, and that's it. That's all I was doing. And then when I finally got out, I was like, yo, nobody's acting like they got a coronavirus going on. Here it's crazy, man. Everything like slowly started like going that. back
2: to the to the norm. The only place that I did realize that was uh, empty uh, the Fuh on twenty third. Like usually you'd go in there and it'd be packed. I yeah. went and it was it was. People are still scared, you know. Yeah, God but damn, look at Pink, Pink
1: Parrot. I went into Pink Parrot the other day. It was jam packed. How could you social distance? You can't. You can't You can't dog Especially in a small place to, like- I had to dodge through the crowd To say what's up to Pujito. You know what I mean Look at Kong's The yeah. other day Friday was a madhouse But it is what
2: it is I feel like at Kong's There's still a little bit more room to At the end of the day It's still
1: like but Yeah everybody's, to everybody's to When other.
0: you go to the bar you're gonna, you're gonna think Like you're gonna say Hey you know Back I'm off like, Yeah Like no yeah, man, yeah. And it
1: is, But it's everywhere Some places are really trying some places, Labrassa is really don't know trying. How
0: you can like you're gonna.
1: Labrassa, he's really. They're really trying. Um, um, the collective, they're really trying. I see certain places really trying, but most places are not. It's like, yeah, we back, we back to business. Let's go.
2: Let's make money.
1: That's it. Let's go Fuck get everybody. this bread. Well, I
2: guess um, one thing I did
1: not notice at Kong's is the temperature thing.
2: Yeah, they do that.
1: that. They've been doing that. Yeah, you know, but, but not everybody yeah. has a temp. That has coronavirus.
0: Exactly. Yeah. You could just have
1: the sore throat. You could just have the cough. Yeah. You could just have the headaches.
0: Man, I don't know. I know like the, really the people that are going to survive are the ones that are obviously taking the right precautions, the ones that are mentally tough, the ones that are physically healthy and taking care of their bodies. Those are yeah. the ones that are going to really survive this yeah, shit. Yeah, and the most you know?
1: people that get, you know, they say if they go get the test, get tested, right? They want everybody to get tested. If you go get the test. They say, "Yo, you positive? Now you got to stay home for fourteen days." Most people don't want to do that. Yeah, they don't want to stop working again. So most people don't get the test, right? Because they don't want to. They don't want to be found that they are positive. They don't want to live with the results. Now I got to go stay home for fourteen days. Fuck that! Or they get positive and they don't tell nobody, and they go right back to work, and now they're infecting another fourteen people. It's just gonna be tough to get out of this rut we in, man. Till they, I don't even want to say that. But what the fuck could be worse? Getting forced to stay home.
0: No, I'm saying like you know, after COVID, I didn't think you know shit would get worse, and then you got the protests, riots, and like, what's what's next? This
1: is the illest time we've been alive, right? Ever in my life. I know. I mean, I went through. I went through nine eleven. Yeah. But this shit is worse to me because of the fact you was told to stay home. In New York, we never had to stay home. We had to stay away from an area for about two years, three years, five years, whatever it was. But we never was told to stay home after the, after the planes went into the building. They said, stay home, they nobody told us to stay home. Americans, was, we was out and about in New York. New Yorkers, we was out and about. We were still partying. I remember that night, the night after, we had a show. Foxy had a show in, in New Jersey. And we did a show and people were like, thank you, thank you, we needed this. It was only 24 hours. We was already back at back at it, and um, but now this is like yo, you can't go out, you can't do nothing. Go get your food and go back home. Yeah, that's what they told you to do, and we had to do it.
2: I think that kind of taught a lot of people just humility, and and
1: I saw know? a lot of people change during that time too. That like two it. three months of quarantine, like a lot of people changed, man.
2: Yeah, we got so. to thinking. They got to thinking about the every move.
0: This shit is crazy, and like, like we can go on and on with this shit, but. I mean, shit. We've been here for two hours and sixteen minutes. So I half think it's court, half court, man. Shit. <laughs> Did we uh, break a new record? Not yet. Not yet. No, nah. it's 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 yet to be broken. But, <laughs> uh,
1: what was your, your longest interview?
0: An hour and forty. Two hours and forty.
1: Now, do y'all oh, with do- N Seven huh, and P No, do-
0: with uh, fucking Jay Paolo. Oh, uh, uh, do
1: y'all break it down like y'all do your edits and put it, or y'all add a nah, whole? Nah, it's
2: all it's raw. Like, all how just- how it is, well, we right? have a clip channel, so you can go to the clip channel, and it'll be like the the most uh Important like the, the, subjects, I guess we talked yeah, about yeah.
0: Oh, okay. yeah, we break that down to like subject people want to listen.
1: That's know. what's up.
2: Uh, I guess the question man, uh, five, five years, uh, if you could give yourself some advice five years ago, what would you uh, tell yourself? That's
1: a great question, man. That's a great question. Um, be Be more, I would say, uh, be more people friendly. You know, be even because I was already a people person, but bring more people into your world because you're going to need them because this business is going more geared towards social media than ever before. And you're going to need that following to stay relevant, um, be more people friendly, uh, establish yourself uh, on social media really strong because I've only technically got really strong on social media within the past 2 years and I should have been strong a long time ago but um I've pushed myself to be more stronger and more relevant on social media anyway I would say that to myself and I would also say continue to branch out uh I would tell me to continue to branch out into different entities within the music business if this is what you want to continue to do um one thing I, I know that is you can't live off of one area in music I'm saying you gotta right? branch out in music I'm not talking about anything I'm just saying when you're in music try to do a little bit more than just be the rapper you know um, me and my cousin have a management company he lives in the Bronx New York I live here and we have a management company and uh, we're trying to find artists to manage career you know not only just your career but we want to Develop you as an artist, you know, which is which is something that most management they don't do. But being that I, I've been on every level of it, I add the development of an artist. So I think that I, w- I should have pushed myself more to, to to take some young talent like I'm doing now. I should have did that five years ago. Maybe I will be have a dope artist by now, you know. Um, we did try to do it back then, but I think we invested in the wrong people, and they were mostly. Singers and not rappers, so I just think it's it's good to educate yourself on every facet of the entertainment business. That way, you can leave all your doors open. And I would like to tell young people to do that more instead of just worrying about one thing. You know, put yourself out there, shake hands. Um, well, not now with the social distancing. Not yeah, and not, and not literally shake hands, but you know. Rub shoulders, rub elbows. Oh, Wakanda signs and shit. Do you what know. you gotta do, man. Do what you gotta um, do. Yeah. Music is big. Music is big. You could be anything. With, if you wanna be in music, there's so many things you could do under that bracket. So many things you can do under that bracket. From broadcasting, you know,
0: making beats, producing, writing songs,
1: ghostwriting, being the front artist, manager. Being the manager of the front artist. You find yourself a good artist. Don't always think, you have to be the one. Yeah. You can be the man behind the man, which is so much more tranquil and so much more less stressful than being the man. You know, you can be the man behind the man and it'll be just as great for you. Just as great for you. And I know that because I've seen it. You know, I've seen so many great managers in this game and managers I respect uh, who manage great artists and they're sitting in the lap of luxury right now. You know, and no one even knows who they are. They can go eat peacefully. Nobody knows. There's no paparazzi around that person. But his pocket is just as big as the rapper's pocket.
2: Or maybe even more shit. <laughs> yeah, because he
1: has more than one artist usually. Yeah. You know, he's managing the baby and he's managing Nicki Minaj. So guess what? Every yeah. time he has a $300,000 check, I get 20%. Management eats twenty percent. That's that's how. It, like five, like that's you same. don't have
2: to be necessarily the star to still be part of the industry. Basically, you sure don't. Yep. You I sure mean, don't. shit. Look at DJ Academics. That motherfucker became the biggest hip hop vlog almost off of just being in the basement with going sure live don't. on uh,
1: Twitch or whatever. You can be. You can be just as uh, well off being in the background, you know, than being in the front, which I love. If I if I had to give anybody advice, man, try to get, get into the background, you know. But if you got the talent, then let's do it. There's a couple of people that got some talent, and I think they're not using it yet yeah. in this city. And I hope they figure it out soon because it's not always going to be available for you. And I'll say that directly to some people that I know and you know who you are. If you keep lallygagging, this opportunity won't always be there for you. And I promise you that. I promise you that.
0: Oh yeah, um, that's some good ass advice in general. This was a fucking good ass podcast with a lot of information, a lot of shit. Maybe m- like myself, I didn't know, and a lot of people probably didn't know. Like yeah, some for sure. deep culture shit, you know what I'm saying? So, right handed, we do appreciate you coming through, man. man. I appreciate you. Um, appreciate you having. You know me, man. what I'm saying? For like, sure, man. yeah. Uh, where can people find you, uh, uh, social media wise? Club wise let
1: them know man Um, Okay so we're in Oklahoma City for now Uh, DJ Red Handed on Instagram And it usually has a lot of the other Links on there but um, Mainly DJ Red Handed On Facebook and Snapchat Uh, I'm at Kong's every Friday Uh, I'm at uh, A couple of other places Uh, Angry Scotsman Brewery I'm on 8 to 10 Every other Saturday and then I'm back at Kong's, sometimes on Saturdays, 7 to 10. Uh, I'm at this Cuban restaurant out here on the south side now that we're trying to build something. with, And um, it's called Cuba, Cuba. What is it? Paladal, Paladal Cuba? Something Paladal like that? Paladal Cuba, yeah. Okay, yeah. Paladal Cuba. And we play Latin music there. Authentic Latin music, not anything Americanized or watered down. We're just playing real Latin salsa and 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 bachata reggaeton nothing watered down just real Latin music we, we there's no there's nothing watered down about it I'm gonna just yeah. say that oh, without yeah. without sounding sounding like a
0: hater or like if you from the Caribbean or you know you're you you would love it. Like, All right, you were like I you like I'm at home type shit yeah, yeah.
1: It's, it's it's like and I bring a New York style of DJ into the Latin community which I had to kind of explain on Saturday and they understood it and it worked out great oh, know? Yeah. and um we building that night so come and support that night. If you don't know, look on my page on Facebook. Look on my page on Instagram. There's flyers up with the address. You can check everything out that we're doing and we're building. And that's what I'm all about, just building with people and making new connections and keeping the the good vibes going so people could know when they come out, they could let their hair down and just relax and dance in a great...
0: Have a great time. Forget a, about it. Yeah, yeah,
1: In a great atmosphere as well, oh, too, because yeah. we create the vibe. So we want oh, you to yeah. have a good time. But um yeah, that's where you can catch me out if you need anything. Hit me up, you know, on any one of those pages. Also you can email me at djredhanded at gmail.com.
0: Hell yeah. That's it, ladies and gentlemen. Once again, thank you very much for stopping by, brother. Thank um, you for having me guys. podcast. I yeah. wish you
1: guys nothing but luck.
0: Appreciate that, Appreciate brother. You. So we are out. Peace. Half court. Half we court. out.